What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What's That Noise podcast. Yeah, I'm fucking, uh, I sound a little bit like shit today. I, uh, I just went and saw the uh, Popular Mons tour on Monday and screamed my dark little heart out. So I am, yeah, I am dying vocally. I'd fucking feel like shit too. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a day's episode. I got to sit down once again with my sister. Go figure. She, uh, I literally woke up, went to go get an energy drink, and I was like, fuck, I forgot to do a podcast this week. So thankfully, her and I have listened to a lot of the same albums for, you know, a long ass time. So today's episode is uh, The Phantom Tomorrow by Blackfell Brides. And this album came out in 2021. And yeah, I uh, I fucking fell in love with it, man. All the singles were super good. And I uh, I was super stoked to... God, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? I was super stoked to uh, finally be able to, like, when Bailey suggested it, I was like, that's a fucking good one. I, I think this is going to be a good episode. Granted, uh, cut us a little bit of slack. We, uh, we, we woke up literally both of us, like, less than an hour before we started recording this podcast. So we talked just randomly about a lot of shit. But it's a fun episode. Uh, I mean, my sister's here. What are you going to expect? It's always fun when she's here. So, yeah, I, uh, I hope you guys love this episode. And without further ado, we'll get right into it. Uh, this is The Phantom Tomorrow by Blackfell Brides with my sister, Bailey Lutmer. We will be right back. So, here we go. And we are back, and we sound like shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to excuse our voices. We uh, we just went to the popular Mons tour. Yeah, and it was great. It, it was, was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We got to see... Uh, oh, we're here with Bailey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah, once again. Uh, I mean, I get, you knew that because you heard the intro, but whatever. It hasn't been recorded yet when we're recording this, so I fuck be you. your co-host. Huh? Official co-host. Official co-host. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Maybe when you're older. Maybe when I'm older. No, but it was awesome. Uh, we caught the very end of Catch a Breath, so like we didn't really get to see a whole bunch of them, but they sounded good from where we were standing. <laughs> uh, we saw R last night. They were cool. And they sang Astronaut in the Ocean, yeah. which... It might have been the best song of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we saw Ice Nine after them. Oh, Amazing. I, I bawled my little eyes out. Yeah, as soon as they came out, Bailey was sobbing. Uh, uncontrollably. Yep. She I saw the it. first, I think it was the drummer that came out first. Oh, yeah. And, and she was like, like, uh. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then uh, to cap it all off, Falling in a Verse, they put on a crazy show. Um, <clears throat> really interesting. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And yeah, that was a good show, but um, we have officially lost our voices. Oh yeah. <laughs> they are they are gone, gone. No, I went harder than Brendan did. Yeah. And he was standing there like an old man. And I was singing. Kinda. Yelling, top of my <laughs> lungs. God damn it. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like you kinda I don't know, I guess I just went harder. Oh my god, uh, shut up. <laughs> did you see me? I they didn't even say you guys didn't know me myself and hide. Fake fans. Fake fans, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Screaming my little you were off. Yeah, you were incoherently screaming absolutely everything. Because <laughs> I was so excited. I, can, uh, I, I also don't sing at concerts. I don't even know the words to the verses of that song. Friends and fellow countrymen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's, I turned and you're just like, ah! Like, <laughs> top of your lungs yelling that. It was really funny. It was cool to see. But yeah, it was fun. Um, it ate. I saw some wild shit, dude. So like right after Iceland Kills set and before Falling in a Verse started, everybody started throwing water. Oh right? my god! And so, at one point, I saw this like water bottle go flying up in the air. This isn't the story you think it is. First, is but it the one that grabbed it. 
No. Or is it the guy that got hit in the head? The girl that got or hit the, in the face. Mm-hmm. So like uh, all of her friends, like there's a group of people in front of us and there's a water bottle up in the air and her friends are like, oh, look out. And she's like, huh? And like <laughs> looks straight up and the water bottle just boom, smacked her right in the face. And I was like, oh shit. Like, But no, there was a second one. Bailey spoiled it a little bit, but uh, he uh, he was standing right next to us. And he's sitting there, and I could kind of hear him talking. He's like, man, I wish one of those would come my way. A couple seconds later, water bottle comes flying out of the air. It's coming straight for his, like, lady. And he <laughs> snatches it out of the air, skulls the water, and goes, thank God. <laughs> like, That's what they were, like, throwing hats around, too. Which, personally, if I'm wearing a fucking hat, I'm yeah, wearing Yeah, ain't no goddamn hat. way I'm ditching it. that thing. I bought that out for a damn reason. You're out of your goddamn but then, mind. Like, some, it, like, hit this chick kind of in the head. Like, not really. But it it kind of did. It wasn't like the bill, though. It yeah. was like the cushion. The, the, the she, cushion part. She acted like she got hit by a fucking piece like a, of iron. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> she was like, oh. Straight baseball. And her mom had to be like, no, honey, it's okay. It's okay. And she just like started like breaking down. And I was like, all right. Calm Are you going to keep now. the hat at least? Yeah. <laughs> it was like the equivalent of somebody throwing a beanie in the air and yeah. that tapping you on the head and being like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> hitting the floor. No. It was fucking ridiculous, man. There were a lot and of the ridiculous people in front there. of us. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I think. I don't, and there was a sweet old dad there. Yeah, he was protecting Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> the mosh pit started, and he like pulled her. <laughs> yeah. And then he like was putting his hand by me. He looked like he was using the force. He was like, "Back away." It was fun. I will say, I'm glad that that spirit hasn't died in metal shows. Like, yeah. Because you know, crowd etiquette is just. Lost. I told you no. that. <laughs> no, like for real. Like I, every concert I've been to, it's it's kind of shit. Genuinely, but. Like my okay, at both MGK concerts, yeah. absolute assholes, either next to us or in front of us. Like people who like were pushed. Like the, you know how like when you like accidentally really push somebody in a concert, you're like, you're oh, like, sorry. oh sorry, but yeah. yeah. They would do that, and they were like, one of them was like grinding on me at the first time, my first ever concert for like drunk college chicks. Mm. And I was like, okay, like I'm what? 16. Yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. And at the time, I was like 14. Oh yikes, 16 or something, something. Yeah, because it was 20. You should have 21. said something. You should have just pointed and been like, pedophile, pedophile. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, holy shit. And they were like grinding up on me. They were like, I, I sang one of the opener songs because I was like, I knew it. Yeah. And she like grabbed my arm and was like, you know it? And I was like, hey, you need to back up. Get off me. <laughs> and like mom had to like fucking like shove her at one point because she was like, Trying to like, I think yeah. Didn't somebody look at mom and she was like, "Yeah, what did you want me to?" And they yeah. were like, "Okay." Yeah, they were like, "Okay, sorry." And then at my second MGK concert, there were these people in front of us who were like, "I have such an anxiety attack in big crowds," and I was like, "Okay, then leave." What are you, what are you here are you for? Doing? Yeah, you get bought out the bit seats. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But um, no, I uh, God, what was I saying? I did see a couple times like that, dude. Right, like the metal community has kind of kept up with that. It seems like at least around here, like protecting the younger people who obviously older yeah it's well even like i'll get to the example next that shows younger people but oh yeah that guy in the gauges next to us was pretty he was cool yeah he was making sure everybody was fine but that's the thing right like if if people are close to the pit they don't want to be near it yeah help them out a little bit you know what i mean make sure that they're fine you know you don't got to pull them out of the way treat them like a baby but like (laughs) show them like yeah hey here's what you do you just hold your elbow out like this you bow out and you just i you you know we stand with locked knees though so if if anybody somebody came for the knees we're done yeah (laughs) but uh, a second time i did see somebody fall it was the first falling in reverse song uh they came out and everybody started moshing uh somebody went down immediately and immediately three people were on i'm like get up like (laughs) Up like, and out of I love didn't, that shit. I love he, the. Didn't he get a bra thrown out of him? And he was like, Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Somebody threw a bra on stage and he picked it up. He was like, Ew, get this out of here. And like threw it back out in the crowd. It was funny. He he had a lot of funny little one liners like that. Like, 
You guys better, like when they were doing the tease for All Stars, like, you guys better impress me or I swear to God I'll cancel like I did last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was funny. He was funny. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a little giggler. He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he made fun of his own shit. Like they played Bad Girls Club, then he was down. He goes, "You know that song, stupid, right, guys?" Yeah, and he did the thing during the drug in the museum where he goes, "Reverb away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting. I was like hoping to God that he did it, and he did, and he just started laughing right after yeah. that, which is so funny. But no, yeah. And then he started singing uh, after he said Bad Girls Club was stupid. He started singing Game Over, and he's like, yeah. "God." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was yeah, it was a good concert. It was a good show. Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah, I'm going to another one next Saturday. Oh, have fun! Shut up. You, better, but you should you get Daisy your seats. I know. I know I'm gonna. Yeah, but you don't know who goes. I mean, it's a good show. You would enjoy seeing the show. It's on. It's like if Ice Nine Kills became an arena band with an arena budget. You know what I mean? In a different realm. It's like all Catholic and religious. Uh, are you telling me but... they go down just like Holy Mary? Mariana. <laughs> Mariana Cross. Yeah, he's actually really funny too. Yeah. Yeah, the singer for them. At least he was when I saw them the first time. When did he you was like, the first time? Uh, it was on that tour, the, the when like Mariana Cross and uh, Kiss the Go Goat. Like a big, they're huge metal. Band? They are gigantic. They're one of the biggest for sure. Yeah, like they they only go on arena tours, mm. and like their whole setup is insane. <clears throat> like I remember they had like like catholic looking steps leading up to this giant backdrop oh, of yeah, like a go full, like full religious like, by yeah. the way guys we are here to pray and then well, start thinking that one song it's like it's I more it's like it's kind of a satanic up. twist because they're like a technically i guess maybe i don't know if this is 100 percent certain so ghost fans out there that are listening to this don't crucify <laughs> me i believe that it's kind of done with a satanic twist on it because he plays the the pope essentially right like all of his different characters Fine. there's like papa emeritus or emeritus i don't know how to say it the first second third fourth cardinal copia which is like the one that happened in between the third and most recent pope or fourth and most recent pope i don't know but it's cool um they uh yeah they did a lot of cool stuff. i remember at one point like it was kind of an in-between songs thing they started filling the floor up with fog and they had people in plague doctor outfits come out and they were like swinging the little uh, incense things that they did back in the day. I don't know. It was cool. Things that they did <laughs> I'm actually. I'm really excited to see them again. The, uh, do you have sitting seats? At least? Yes, I do. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank fucking God. Halfway through that volume verse, I was like, shit. Yeah. Sneak up there? Just wait till you're my fucking age, and it's really bad. Well, that also was a good idea though, because the pit wasn't that far back, so no matter where you stood, like you were pretty close. Yeah. Because it was just more wide than it was like. Yeah. But like, uh. If I would have stood for like the entire time, like if we went like an hour early or something and waited in line, mm -hmm. I would have been dead. Yeah. Although I did that for the MGK concert. Mom worked. I started like six thirty seven. She worked like and she was like, I get off at like four fifteen. I was like, get off early, get off early. <laughs> but you know what it worked? I was one of the first people in line. Yep. <clears throat> Not a lot of love yeah. for the MGK crowd. You see him make fun of MGK during uh yes, I Voices did. in My Head. Okay, he did the I fucking he did the thing. <laughs> I turned and looked at you. Okay. I was like, ah, I, like, like it's it's not even it's it's not even. Did you see it's funny about when he was like that era where he had like the short like shaggy haircut, yeah, but yeah, it was like kind of long, and he was like, "What is this? My fucking MGK phase?" And I was yeah, like, yeah, "Stop!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. It's funny because when that song came out, he was like super like everybody was like, "Is this about MGK?" And he's like, "No, it's not." But then he leaned into it super hard. <laughs> Ronnie but also, is, like, what fucking... I don't think MGK's ever said anything. No. Honestly, though, what is he supposed to say? I mean, yeah, you got nothing on... <laughs> you got nothing on him, yeah. That'd be awkward if he was like, well... 
He's right. I, he's was, right. I was cursing. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. Mom, I was cursing. I forgot about that joke. Burt Kreischer, for anybody that doesn't know. You can't sing it if you're doing yard work. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. he's like, no, no, Isla, you can't say that. God, man. That's what we should do. We should do one on a, just a Burt I don't want kids, show. but I do just so, like, if you one of my kids like is Burt stupid. Kreischer. No, I just, like, I would hope that one of my kids is so just, like, not street smart. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, like, when she's like, the name is street name. And she's like, uh, I said notorious B.I.G. That was Georgia, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a street name, right? <laughs> no, my favorite one, I think, was... Uh, I don't think it was actually in his special, but it was on the podcast. She was like, oh, I found my retainer. And she pulls it out, and they're looking at it, and they're like, Isla, what the fuck is that? There's like a design on it. And he, she's like, it's the Mexican flag. I panicked. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, I she's, saw that. yeah, she's getting a retainer, and they're like, what do you want on there? She goes, uh, the Mexican flag. <laughs> and they're like, what? And she's like, the Mexican flag. I don't know. Just give me the Mexican flag. <laughs> I wish I had a retainer. I get like the weirdest shit on there. And you like, don't wish you had a retainer. I imagine yeah. those are such a pain in the ass. Well, because you gotta take them out every morning. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think night, right? Do night? you sleep with them in? Yeah, I, think I don't so. fucking know anything about. It. I had perfect teeth growing. Or maybe up. is it Invisalign aligners? The dentist said my teeth were abnormally straight. Okay. It isn't the case anymore. I don't know what happened, but my teeth down here. I think all of our teeth are pretty straight. Yeah, but my teeth down here was shifted. Yeah. Like on my bottom row, the four front ones. That's <laughs> because you. I don't know. You ever biffed it really hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Not on my face. You're like, yeah, I actually lost a lot of skin on my. I chin would say that it's because ago. of my wisdom teeth, but I got my wisdom teeth out the minute that they started hurting, God. and I never noticed this. That's what so. makes me so fucking pissed. Is Chandler doesn't have to get his taken out because he only has one. He only has one wisdom yeah, tooth. Yeah, and I have all four. He's a mutant. Yeah, He's so I'm mutant. like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Where did he come from? <laughs> he has one because, like, I remember because we both had figured out the same day how, like, because she was like, I want to. Mom's like, I want to take like check out their wisdom teeth so they took us in like the x-ray room mm -hmm. and i was like it was like it was like one of those days it was a dentist day so i was like and so i was like i was like hyped and then they were like yeah Chandler, actually you don't have to get them removed you only have one wisdom tooth and if you do like get it removed like you'll be you'll be good it's only one pretty solid like, okay and then they were like yeah billy has all four and i was like oh okay Fuck. Give it to have you gotten like yours that. out yet i can't remember huh have you gotten yours out yet no oh yeah Somebody did recently. <gasps> Jacob. Jacob got his out recently. Yeah. Ish. Recently ish. Well, yeah. he was like, yeah, I got him out like five years ago. No, it was like, yeah, it was like a year ago probably, but it's recent enough for me. And for you to remember it? Yeah. Well. Let's get into the yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's get into the podcast uh, today. This you know by the title. Podcasting. Yeah. Uh, oh my uh, God. Uh. Okay. Look, I said it for one podcast. No, you said it for, you said it for Lee's too. Oh, two oh. podcasts. Sue me. Probably Jacob's. You probably said it for every single podcast you've had. No, I haven't. The only I think the only time I've said it in recent podcasts is when I'm doing it with you just to fuck with you. No, because it makes me so mad. <laughs> it makes Scooby Doo so bad. Scooby Doo so bad. <laughs> yeah, that TikTok was hilarious. Um, but today we're doing the Phantom Tomorrow by Blackville Brides. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a uh, kind of a uh, them kind of changing up the form a little bit. It is. It's not as. Blackville Brides metal grunge kind of rock little. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not as like dirty rock and roll as like their earlier shit was. This is more it's like, new age. I would say octane core. Yeah, yeah, kinda, it's it's more I was octane say like core. Electric for some reason. It's got well, that no, it is. There's a lot yeah. more electric stuff going on. Like it's uh, yeah. I, I guess this is Blackville Brides kind of moving into the new age of music. Yeah, I guess you know, like and uh, getting older. Getting. Wiser. I would I would ask you the questions. 
But like I literally called you at nine o'clock panicked because I, I didn't have a podcast and I was like, I was what album like, do you know? I just woken up. I yeah. was like on my phone. I was like, oh shit, what's yeah. going on? And I was like, fuck, hello? Yeah. <laughs> I did get you an energy drink and some food though. You did. Yep. I munched. So it yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna nix the questions today because this is just poor planning on I my part. This album because it means a lot. I woke up. I'm not gonna lie. I woke up at like seven in the morning and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's Wednesday. I gotta do a <laughs> podcast today." <laughs> this is the second podcast in a row that I've recorded the day that we need to upload the podcast. So <laughs> what was your last podcast? It was uh, Hannah would take me back to Eden. Oh. Please get in here, please. Yeah, no, we were gonna do Tuesday, but she was like, "I don't want it." And then I to di- like Wednesday morning, she was like. I don't know if I want it. And I was like, get in here. We're doing this. <laughs> we did it. We That's had what fun, I felt but... on the fucking, the black, I am so mad at myself. You shouldn't have let me do that podcast. Which one? The Blackfell Brides one. Because I sounded so bad. Which one? Wretched and Divine? Yes. No, you didn't. Yeah, I had the, because I was so like, when I got COVID, I was sick for like four weeks afterwards. Well, now we both sound like shit. So, yeah. But I just like, that's like my favorite album. I sounded like a fucking, I just like, <laughs> have you seen that fucking TikTok where it's like, Get out here let me suck your cock, pretty much. <laughs> yes, I, I have seen like... that sound, yes. <laughs> but, um, God, mom's going to kill you when she listens to this. Yeah. No, <laughs> she listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, um, delete it off her phone. I'm like, I don't know where it went, Ma. That's, that's peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it sounded like I said, <laughs> let me suck your cock, pretty boy, but that's not what I said. That's not what I said. It actually, his mics pick up the wrong words sometimes. Mm-hmm. And actually, Brennan said that, but it just sounded in my tone. <laughs> You know, Brennan can replicate my voice. Yeah, no, it's all the AI that I have set up on this. Chat GPT did it for me. Speaking of which, my new PC is finally in production. Yeah? It's getting made right now, I think. How does that correlate? (laughs) I don't know. Well, because I was was saying, I said that, like, all this AI technology I have on this shitty computer. I I love Chat GPT. Because uh, my teachers were like, I only figured out about it halfway through the school year, and I was like, well, I can't use it now. They're no, they're going to know it's bullshit after they've seen my essays, and then they're like, huh, it's weird that she used the word, like, pussy foot and like <laughs> but then i was like i'm just gonna use it this year so carson did carson's brother like set it up for him for all of his assignments and he just put the info does in does carson go to college yeah oh yeah. well i don't know if he actually did that or not uh you can't prove nothing if anybody on the board is listening to this yeah, but, it's true. You but no uh anyway what i meant to say Oh wait, actually, <laughs> was, first, before was Carson like, was telling me that a lot of other kids were using it. Oh yeah, uh, um, no, no, dude. But it's I, like an epidemic. Like Chandler was telling me too. Like nobody studies anymore. It's all just like Chat GPT and it like is. AI it's things. Also the, like because I got in trouble. I got. I think I've never had a teacher do this. I've only had teachers confront me like by themselves. Because mm-hmm. like when you're a teacher, I feel like you have to have that kind of confidence to be like, hey, like I know you cheated or something. Because mm-hmm. I googled the answers for this one history quiz. And I was like, cause she is not, she, it was, she was retiring. So that entire year she kind of either wasn't there or wasn't paying much attention. Mm. Cause I mean, I get it. She's fucking, she's like, who oh, is this? It's Miss Ward. She was like, she's oh, been there a long time, but she was like the volleyball coach. She's a history teacher. And she was like, she took me Does she down. she have classes? No, but she was old. She was blonde. She had blue eyes. Yeah. Not who and I'm she always of. looked at you like fully wide eyed <laughs> and it was terrifying but she like took me down to the well at first off i was waiting because before first period i always talk with my friends out in the hallway uh-huh. and mr crenshaw was there and people listening don't know who mr crenshaw is but he is a man and he's an old man and he has a ponytail <laughs> and so he walks oh yeah the band teacher he's the assistant principal now yeah. i forgot about yeah. that yeah and he walks up to me and he's like are you bailey letmer and i'm like yeah and he's like okay you, you, will you meet me 
And I don't know what office it was, the student office or something. And I was like, okay, I don't know where that is. And he was like, then follow me. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what am I going for? And he was like, I don't know, to get a cookie. And we were just joking around. And I was like, cool, I'm buddies with Mr. Crenshaw. And he takes me down, and Miss Ward's there, my history teacher. <laughs> and she was like, Bailey, I know that you chat GPT'd this answer. And I was like, I did Google it, and I admitted to it. Because, mm-hmm. like, at this point, you're like, oh, I know. It's yeah. not. So I was like, I Googled it, but I did not chat GPT it, but I did cheat. Like, and I understand, like, that. And then Mr. Crenshaw takes this to a whole new level. He looks at me, and he goes, do you have a Spotify account? I'm like, pardon? Would you like my playlist or something? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do you have an Instagram account? And I was like, yeah. He was like, do you have a ChatGPT account? And I was like, I I think maybe, yeah. And he was like, why do you know about those? And I was like, well, you just asked me like apps, like apps I use every day. But ChatGPT, as far as I know, yeah, literally Spotify is for using music. Instagram is a social media website. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. And then it's like, it's because it's like also at the time I was using it, it wasn't, an, I don't think, well, if it was an app, I wasn't using it. It was only on Google. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's like an internet. Like, it's like I have to go and Google it. Like, I don't know if you, you could ask me if I have fucking an account to Amazon. I honestly couldn't tell you, honestly, if I knew that I had that or not. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And he, then she was like, teacher was super cool. She's like, I'm going to let you redo it. The highest grade you can get is like a B. But, like, I know you're going on vacation because it was before Disneyland. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, I'll let you redo it and, like, um, have it to me by, like, tomorrow. And I was like, okay, thank you. And he was like, well, usually I'm very skeptical about these things. And he said, it was, okay, Gustavo Fring said this in Breaking Bad. So I thought he was joking at first, but he was like, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of things are skeptical. I believe the best way to, like, it was like best, a dog can only be, like, treated right like with a firm hand or something and i was like holy shit mr Crenshaw!" <laughs> like was like jesus was like, he's shit. like watching breaking bad for the first time <laughs> yeah and he's like he's just taking the mindset of gustavo fring yeah no that dude's fucking he be got, funny like, if you come back and he's like just because <laughs> usually i felt bad for him because yeah. everyone hates him he's one of those teachers where it's like you leave the well, high school and you're still hating he's him. he he was a hard ass i remember he what pissed me off once he was practicing next door, like the band room and the choir room, right next yeah. to each other. Came into the choir room and was like, "Can you guys shut up?" Like we were doing our shit, and he's like, "You're interrupting my band." And we were like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? This is a class, too, jackass! Close the doors." And he's like, "I'd like to have the door open for good circulation." I was like, "Shut the fuck up, God!" Like, Mister Grenja. Yeah, you fucking. But I always felt bad for him because people have like, like wa- done those walkouts. Yeah. To be like, let's fire Mister Crenshaw. People have done that. Yeah. And I remember when, okay, so, like, during the, like, graduating week, I think it was, they would have each teacher walk out, and be like, here's Mr. Blah, who's, like, the counselor, and everyone would cheer because they like that person. And when Mr. Crenshaw walked out, everyone booed. How embarrassing. Like, I'd feel so embarrassed. Because, like, he looks so sad, but also, like, I get why people hate him. He's a dick. He is kind of a dick. How do we get off on this conversation? Because we were talking about AI. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. I, I'm going to use it this year, though, because they, they can also do, use this app that can tell if it's AI. So what I like to do or what I maybe like to do, possibly, um, or what I what I would do if I wasn't a cheater. Yeah, if, if you were a cheater. If yeah. I was if I cheated, what I would do is I would use ChatGPT and, and I put each par- paragraph into paragraph AI. And then every big word or I would like just rewrite it. But I would use the exact same what they're saying, but in my words. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically all you got to do in these days. But. <clears throat> yeah and let's just say i'll have straight a's except i don't want to take a- ap statistics 
I took I I got my ribbons. Isn't that wild? I barely passed, but I took enough AP classes and passed enough AP classes to get my fucking ribbons. I haven't passed an AP <clears> class yet, but also I don't I I'm not taking any honors classes anymore. I took fuck that AP biomedical science. I took AP. There's another science class I took. AP photography. I took AP. You know what also sucks though? Huh. Um. Don't because like when colleges look at you, don't they look at like your junior year most? Is that false? I don't know. I think it's your freshman and junior year. Because in my junior year, I've or I'm not taking any fucking honors classes, but I took like four. Last Are you trying time. to go to fucking college? Yeah. Oh. Okay, Renan. No, not I wasn't. Can be in a band. Also, I've I never had my counselor anything. talk to you. Talk to me. Yeah. Because if I did, or because if he did, because he's like kind of like one of those guys where he thinks he's too cool. Because mm-hmm. he's like a counselor. He's not like actual teacher age. Mm-hmm. He's like twenty four. I remember this one time he came into my theater class in freshman year, and he was like. Hey, Miss Freeland. He was like talking to the theater teacher. <laughs> Some guy was like, "Hey, you look like Drake," and he's like, "This shit, thanks, dude. You're a teacher. <laughs> Shut up and leave." <laughs> he's like, kind of like, yeah. He's kind of like one of those guys. He's like, yeah. I mean, shit. I don't know. Shit. Uh, I don't know, bro. He never says like, the T though. He's like, shit. Anyway, know. let's let's get back to this. Rogers we, High School. We basically spent 23 minutes just bullshitting. Yeah. I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. It's nice. I wish I just you know. Sometimes oh I wish goodness, I did a normal podcast. Oh my before we get into the podcast, What's up? moving this week. I know, I'm coming to help you on Sunday. Yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm sad. I, I, like, I've been avoiding coming and seeing the house because it's just like, it's sad. I did have a dream about uh, Homeboy last night. Really? Yeah. I've had a lot of dreams I about him. I fucked his ass up. I thought you just about to be like, I fucked his ass. And no. that was the weirdest dream I've ever no, had. No, no, no. <laughs> I fucked his ass up. I uh, yeah, took a golf club I and just started. I've had dreams like, I remember I had this dream like last night. Or no. It's kind of this recurring dream I have mm-hmm. where mom's like, shit, maybe I, maybe it wasn't so bad. And I'm like, mom, are you kidding? And then like, and then everybody all of a sudden turns against me. I'm like, yeah, Billy, like, you got to think about the positives. And I'm like, Brendan, think about the positives. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no way in hell I would ever say that to you. But in all these dreams, too, I've noticed now that I'm like, where's Russ? Like, <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was like, I was like, hey, like, what about Russ? And she was like, yeah, we're going to divorce. And I was like, really? <laughs> I would... I would lose my mind on that woman. Uh, we're like, like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. What, what, when does Tom Segura say that? I've, I've, I heard that in Tom Segura. What? Said that. Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I know it's somewhere. And then fucking, because be, we're going to be out of there and shit. Because <laughs> I have, shit. A, I got everything packed mostly. Mm-hmm. Ugh, well, you better because so it's this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because yeah. also they haven't um, gotten rid of a lot of stuff yet. Well, I mean, they're, they have until the end of That's true. August. August, yeah. Yeah, so they're fine. They're basically, when I go Although there, I might have to come over to your house a lot after school. Because yeah. I don't know if I have a ride home most days. Okay. So I'm just going to have to walk. Oh, no, not you coming to my house. I know. Shit. <laughs> I live here now. Just make you a key. I have to drive to, I have to have Chiana drive me every morning, though. Oof, that's going to oh, be tough. Yeah, it is. Poor guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, off of that depressing, <laughs> fucking heartbreaking <laughs> discussion, let's uh, let's get into the album. Um, to start off, yes, as the we Phantom were saying, tomorrow. yeah, the Phantom Tomorrow, Blackfoot Brides. An, it starts off with the, the Phantom, Phantom Tomorrow, tomorrow introduction, <laughs> it's an instrumental. Which even their you. intro track is kind of a departure for them because it's, normally, it's, yeah, because usually their instrumental tracks either have. Vocals. Vocals, yeah, kind of like a spoken, spoken word. word. Yeah. Or they have, um, it's like an overture. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of in the middle of the album. 
easy out. They do have that with spec. spec? What's it they do, but once again, I mean, like it's still different. Like it's uh, it's very interesting. They took a very interesting approach on this album, but they I do really love this. Like, kind of like like the dun dun. Like yeah, that yeah, kinda, yeah. Almost feels like like a night like nineteen eighties like kind of like horror mm-hmm. kind of vibe. It doesn't it doesn't feel like. Cause then, like every other instrumental track I'm thinking of, it kind of just feels like a kind of like introduction, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's literally like, like you're going to watch a play. Yeah, you know what I mean. And this one, it's not. It's like it's very much. I describe it it's as much like, like actual. I feel like it, the only way to describe it is like because like what I'm thinking about kind of is like in we stitch these wounds. What's it called? Um, uh, the outcast call yeah, arms. They it kind of sounds like you know like like how you said like a play like they're like opening up and that's like you can hear like the voiceover like whatever. But in this, it's kind of like actual music. It's kind of like an overture or in like i don't know any other fucking musical track they have any song it kind of it sounds like if there was lyrics over it it would make sense because mm-hmm. it's that it's very um what sort i'm looking for here it's very theatrical yeah. i guess maybe yeah it, it's it it almost the way that i describe this is almost like if the phantom of the opera had sex with a comic book okay and it came to life and that's this it's kind of real <clears throat> yeah it's also kind of got like some weird WWE. I don't know. Like it's WWE. in the it's in the designs of the characters more than anything. You know what I mean? Like the um the Phantom Tomorrow himself. And this then, also um, though this what was, is that the name of what the Phantom Tomorrow? Right, that's the name of the the instrumental track. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's a the the characters in the Phantom Tomorrow. Because I know there's Blackbird. Yeah. I think the Phantom Tomorrow is a group of people, and then there's the other guy. God damn it. Uh, well, that's what, what I was you... gonna. Because in Born Again. Yeah. We'll get that. We'll get to there when we get there. But yeah, this track just—I don't know. It's—it's it's a very good. It does still introduce you and give you the same feelings as like fucking like in the Wretched and Divine. I'm like forgetting every Exordium. Is that what the first track is? Hello. I'm sorry. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it still does give you very good like introduction. Yeah. Because like it's like the same. It gives you the same energy like in Wretched and Divine. What is the first one? Is it Exordium? It's Exordium. Yeah. Like that kind of like. It's very story opening. And then like, yeah. It doesn't it like it does its job well. It's not it, it may be like just different, but it's still gives you that same energy huh. and feeling. What? So I just looked up like I didn't get an answer on who the character's name is. Yeah, but... because nobody's probably making articles. <laughs> well, no, they are, they are. Because I got the story. Because like, they, they released a series of comic like, books. Jeremy Jones maybe. No, his name is Dennis Kane. Oh, but he has a, he has better. another name. Uh but Jack Quaid was in that movie. Yeah. Hang on. So the comic book synopsis describes the story of a scientist whose world falls apart and who seeks redemption through his avenging actions. The so Blackbird. interesting. <laughs> the Blackbird's the bad guy, if I remember, <clears throat> or maybe he's the good guy. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, there's not really much to say about it other than that. Uh, it's a hit. It's it's cool. I think it's um, all of these are kind of hits to me just because they're very much they do their job, which is to kind of even in this case, just sonically through music, no words, just kind of introduce you to this, like, it makes world. you feel like you're part of this world, you know what I mean? Yeah, and because, like, at first when this album came out, you're kind of just assuming, like, oh, new story. Yeah. Like, completely different, but, like, I don't know, there's theories. Yeah, <laughs> there is theories about Born Again, which we'll get into. Um, but so, I feel like this is probably just, like, hit. Kind of yeah. like, if I was listening to the album, wouldn't skip it, but if it just came on, I'd probably skip it, just because it's just, like, it only hypes you up toward the album, kind of. It's different. That's why I think it's different of like Exordium. I will say this is something that Black Four Brides does really well. Uh, in context, there's no way that I can listen to one of their concept albums just like 
here's one song I'm going to listen to on this. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Like, in Exordium, or, like, in We Stitch These Wounds, I would listen. If they came on, they're just so hype track. Like, You're going like, to listen to... I would listen to them even if, like, the next song was, like, Eminem. Like, I don't care. Really? But, like, yeah. I would... But, like, in this, it's just, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't. I'd just be like, okay, next. Fair enough. But maybe it's because there is spoken words, though, so I'm going to be like... Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous but yeah i see what you're saying i uh yeah this one's a hit i think we should move on to yeah. the next song Scar- scarlet, scarlet cross, cross? Yeah. yeah first uh first single from this i believe and uh really, really fucking great song was they played this when we saw them in yeah this the is chair. what they opened with yeah yeah they or no played- fields of bone was the first single really that makes i think i remember that because that the no no scarlet cross was first okay. yeah, yeah 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 my bad um but yeah so scarlet cross really good song it's it's how do i explain it do you hear Jonesy in there fucking yeah. with the thing? Uh, do, you, um, do you think that's so funny? Their their singles. What song is it that's super zoomed in for some reason on the album cover? Oh, it's Carla Cross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like weirdly. weirdly Hang on, actually, guys, we will be right back. We're back. Sorry about that, everybody. So sorry, I was saving kittens from a burning building. So that's my bad for sure. Yeah, Bailey's just uh, king shit like that. But yeah, so whatever. But <clears throat> anyway, I don't remember where we were Scarlet exactly, Cross. but we were talking about Scarlet Cross. Um, I do really like the song, the intro uh riffs are really really cool um yeah this this is just pretty much old school atypical black veil brides yeah, you know what i mean what you would expect which is yeah like yeah yeah album, which is like, yeah this is what it's it's smart for them to open the album up like this you know what i mean yeah if people still listen to albums which they unfortunately do not um but uh yeah it's it's good i uh i think it's really just a well-structured really good black veil bride song yeah yeah you know? it's just pretty like it's so Black Veil Brides coded. Like, you yeah. like listen to it and you're like, yeah, this is what I. 100%. If you know anything about Black Veil Brides, you're like, yep, yeah, this is. As soon as yeah. you hear it start, you're like, this is most definitely them. I will say, this is kind of where it started. Pain. Or, no, maybe Veil's where it started, where they kind of started to tone back instrumentally. Yeah. Like, it's not super complicated all the time anymore. It's actually, in fact, I wouldn't say very, like, simple, but in context, it's way more just like, it seems to me like it's more about making the song the best that it can be than in shredding all the yeah, fucking time, true. you know? Um, there's still parts, like, there's a guitar solo in this song, I is think, it? right? I think it is, because there isn't a bridge. Yeah. So maybe that's where they go crazy on the guitar. I can tell you, I haven't listened to this song. <clears throat> it is cool. This this uh, this song, from my understanding, is basically the uh, the battle cry of the Phantom Tomorrow, which is, from what I understand, it's the... <laughs> it's just it's just Regid and Divine, except they're not called the Wild Ones. It's just the exact same Relatively story. similar. Not exactly the same story, uh, just because, I mean, basically this entire fight is from, I think, two people's perspectives. The, the main character, whose name I cannot remember, and then Blackbird, the bad guy. The Blackbird. Um, maybe Dennis Kane's the bad guy. God, man, this is going to bug me the entire Dennis podcast. Dennis Kane? That's the dude's name, the scientist that destroyed the Oh, I thought that world. was the dude's name that wrote the, that wrote the article. No. <laughs> no, that's the name of the guy. But essentially, yeah, this song's great. The chorus is super catchy. Um, will we live? Will we die? Yeah. What do you have to say about it? I don't know. I feel like it's just pretty like... <laughs> I told you to turn your goddamn I had down. it down. God, we do this every single podcast. Every time. Uh, yeah. But, um... I don't know. It's just pretty basic Black Veil Brides. Like, there's nothing crazy about it. Okay, Brendan, you realize the volume is still up, right? Nobody can hear it from here. Okay. 
There is a guitar solo in the song, just so you know. Hello? <laughs> and it's great. Uh, that's one thing I do really like about Black Veil Bride's songs, and I guess Jake Pitts in general. Jenks, obviously, too. But Jake Pitts' guitar solos are very, like, they feel alive. You know what I yeah, mean? Like you, it's sure. It's, again, something that I was talking about with Hannah, where, like, when you, it's about the person playing the instrument and the life they bring into it. Yeah. He does a really good job of that. Uh, same with Cece, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Uh, the like whole band, really. Band like it's a good it's, job it's, at, like, yeah. making you, like, oh, hell yeah. Because, like, yeah, they're all very, very talented musicians, and it's very obvious to me that they all love what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just fun. Because you can feel, I think you can definitely tell in, like, um when people like guitarists you can tell when somebody doesn't isn't putting like their heart into it versus when somebody is like you can tell there there's like a genuine difference like especially if you see it live like they all look so happy and excited yeah. to just be there kind of and that was the best part about it, even though lonnie was chair ridden <laughs> oh lonnie oh yeah, yeah oh i forgot that we saw them together did you? yeah no, yeah yeah for, well did. for yeah. a second i did yeah um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're all very, very passionate about what they're doing. And that comes through very clearly. And I think it's why songs like this work because the band could just release like songs in the style that they're known for. That's true. And it could be just like, well, oh like man, that, like I wish they wouldn't like, have done this. Just guaranteed like people to come back. It's well, so yes, what people like. So that's kind of what I'm getting at is they could have just done that and been like, I don't really it. want to. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. It's very obvious that they and, still care you know, and love this. Some of these songs are very just Black Veil Brides. Yeah. But... There's that passion that's in all of them as musicians is very alive. And it's why the songs don't feel like played out. It's why yeah. the style doesn't feel played out to me. Um, but yeah, this song in general, it's um, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites just because of how good I think a lot of the songs in the album are that don't yeah, really get true. a lot of attention. I think this one's just like kind of like it's high, but it's like it's just black veil brides kind yes. of just like yeah that's it's a it. black veil brides but hit. like i think it's just because the other songs are so unique that this one just kind of doesn't stick out that i agree because it's so especially too like there's another thing that i'll bring up is andy really started exploring range um really like when his solo project came out for the first time andy black yeah when he got sober basically he talks about it in his book um hell yeah but with uh with this i feel like he really kind of hit a new peak with it <laughs> Uh, which will not on this song in particular, but in actually the next song. So do you uh, want to rate this like song and nine, we'll move on? Nine out of ten. Hit. I think a nine out of ten is good because yeah. it's a good song. There's nothing per se wrong with it. It's just like I know what's coming next. Can you, can you promise me something real fast? Yeah. If you ever met Andy Beerstadt and I wasn't with you, would you take an 05 picture of him? I don't know if I could bring myself to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I keep want it to so bad. The first famous person I meet. <laughs> I just want to be like, I don't want a picture with you. Ew, get away. I'd like to get really You're close. You're such a bastard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, if I met Edgy K, I'd probably take a picture with him. And Andy Beerside. You say I that until know. you're there. Oh, yeah, I'd be too scared. Because it's have so alarming, else go up. especially I'd, with I'd Andy. I'd have to have somebody else go up. Yeah, when I met him and he made direct, like direct eye contact with me, I was like, yo, don't do that. Like, <laughs> like look down, you're like, hi. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I immediately became the most embarrassed like school girl in the like, world. Because like, it's it's super like, especially for me, like Black Veil Brides, we've discussed this. It's the band that got me into rock and got me into metal, got me into everything. It but opened it the door. Like, it's weird because Black Veil Brides and like, I guess our like, I don't know, I guess family is just such a basic, like, yeah, Black Veil Brides, but like, it's not, everywhere like i could tell you there's probably like in my entire 2000 people school mm -hmm. there's probably like a handful that's that so i mean to be fair to, even which is when crazy because i've grown up in this like 
where you've been like my main like when i was a kid like uh-huh. young young like you've been my main source of like give it like listening to metal or rock uh-huh. music and so it's just like normal to me that like oh yeah black bobards are my favorite rock band yeah, yeah but yeah. you can't say that to everybody because some people don't know who they are and it's actually like a weirdly a large amount of people don't know who they are it's i mean even back in the day you couldn't really say it like at least in my shoes because people shit all over me for liking black that's Bobrides. true it's either because like i i've met like one person who liked black Bobrides and they were insufferable but yeah. <laughs> there are they're like don't get me wrong there are still obviously like every time they come they sell out yeah here, well because there's know? obviously still lots of fans but they're like i think it's because in the younger generation it's all about the new shit yeah like or it's all i couldn't like, expect my chemical romance or like yeah. those kind of like really big bands or like ghost i guess but like yeah. No one really cares about the the good old guys back it in the bums BVB. Me out a little bit, but I, I think <laughs> but they're still doing they're still doing good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. they're going on an arena tour here soon, so like I know we need to go. I would love to, but I there's there's nothing close. They're not even coming to Seattle. I don't think. Yes, yeah, they're coming to Spokane. Black for, with Rides? When is that? It's um they're coming with Ville Valo, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're coming to Spokane. They're going to like the man. Yeah, I forgot about that. When. I want to go, but it's just like, it's just Black Veil Rides we would be going for. But honestly, if the tickets were like, just like, if they were cheap, if they yeah. got like to 30 or something, we should probably just go. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Oh, it's uh, it's October. Yeah. And I don't huh. think it's probably not sold out yet. Just... I don't, I'm not, I don't, I've not met a lot of Ville Volo fans. Oh. How much are they? 47 each for general admission floor. Oh yeah, I'll sit on the seats? floor. You guys get the seats. I'll sit on the floor. <laughs> oh, they're row seats. I think. Where is grandstands? It? Is oh, okay, yeah. So it'd be 144 total, basically. It wouldn't be that bad. We could totally do it. But what? What? Where are they weighing? <clears throat> the podium. Oh, isn't that which, where people graduate? No, 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 no. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know if it is now, but the podium's a newer venue in Spokane, Ooh. right next to the arena. Oh, it's yeah. like the, the that's where like a day to remember played when they just came here, which I'm so fucking pissed I didn't go to that. I don't know why the fuck I didn't go. But anyway, which getting back why, to this. You know what? I'd feel the same way if you didn't buy me tickets today, Seeker. Yeah, I know. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. But okay, moving on <laughs> to Born Again. Okay, this is where the theories come in. Because yes. this music video was released, I don't want to say it was a long. It was last. It was the last music video. And it was released. also a while after the album was released. Yes, it was like almost a year. Yeah, so, and when that came out, there's a little, little Easter egg in there. Go ahead, throw it out. There were the names. I fucking can never remember the names. I can only remember like the prophet and stuff like that. The prophet, the demolisher, the uh, the uh, what was Lonnie's? The reviver, maybe. I think because the whole concept of him, basically, Andy talks about it in the book, is that he kind of helped revitalize the band. Yeah, that's true. When he came in, but also because they, so they have all their names that they had in wretched and divine mm-hmm. while they're singing we are born again yeah and veil um part of which is fair i mean it's part of the reason why i have such an issue not an issue with veil but i guess just like a uh, a aversion to it is because basically veil is the continuation of the story from wretched and divine but at the end of the story they all die they all die because and that, yeah, it was they to be- thought that the andy thought the band was going to break up so the last song of the album veil this is where it ends was his goodbye to black veil brides and I honestly, like, especially at the time, like I was, I was growing up, I was becoming an adult. You know what I mean? I think I had like freshly turned 18 or 19 and I was just like really kind of coming to terms with the world around me. Yeah. And I like, I needed that connection to my childhood That's true. and it just was like gone. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then yes. they went on hiatus after that. that I don't know if you remember sad. that, but they went on hiatus and what I was like, released... what did they release after this? 
The next thing I released was Reese's We Reese's Wounds. That was before it? this. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? Veil was 2018, wasn't it? I'm talking about 2018 because the next thing Ray released after that, I think, was Reese's Wounds. No, I think it was the 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 two song. Do you remember with uh, Saints of the Blood? The oh, night. It was the night. Are the Saints of the Blood. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Veil, and then uh, the night, and mm-hmm. then Restitch, and then the Phantom tomorrow, and then the Temple of Love. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, then uh, the morning. Oh yeah, the morning. I forgot about that. I remember I was listening to that at school. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's really good. That is really good. But back to Born Again. Um, <laughs> Which is this song is also really fucking good. It's probably yes. one of my favorites, just because like I think my favorite part is in the bridge, and he's like, "We will stand," because this is it's very. It is a lot of range for mm-hmm. Andy Beerside. This is where it kind of shows that this is, I think, the the highest he's gone on it, record. Because, like, like, the main part is, like, it, the chorus is, like, the faith, and, and he's, like, dragging out these notes for so long. And I, it makes sense why they didn't perform this, because it is, like, a difficult I imagine it's got to be a bit of a strain, yeah. yeah. And this, yeah, this is just, it's so good. It's just such a good song. I love it so It much. is. It's a really, it's honestly, like, this album, this song made me kind of accept Veil. Vale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because, like, even if, you know, it's not that, it's before the music video came out and there were all these theories, even, I felt like, oh, cool, you know what I mean? Like, this is obviously the band revitalized again after they, you know, almost broke up. Yeah. And uh, it, it feels good. It's it's like, this album, for me, is just, like, kind of a warm reminder. You know what I mean? It's a warm blanket of, like, warmth from my childhood you know it's yeah it's like my my first nostalgic album yeah yeah my first band kind of coming back and becoming new you know like it's it's cool i i love this a lot and people do really like this album like i cannot tell you because i'm on i've kind of grown to that side of tiktok where it's a bunch of like metal music Mm -hmm. i whenever i see a black veil brides fucking it's either the in the end music video Mm -hmm. or the torch music video and i'm like okay fair i mean whatever works if they're I just want these dudes to continue to succeed. Yeah. It's, you know? Well, because they, they don't, because they're original members. It's only Andy, right? Technically. Original, original. But like the rest of them are pretty much original. There's, yeah, there's nothing stopping that. Like, like even like, it's funny, CeCe's technically before Lonnie the newest member because yeah. he joined the band and set the well, world like on fire. 20, yeah. 2010, 2011, yeah. something like that. <laughs> but, um, but like these, he's, these he's, people are pretty much just the app. The like, members. Yeah, these yeah. are like when you think of Blackwell Brides, they're <clears throat> the only band where I actually know the names because mm-hmm. they've been, they're not leaving. No. They've also been there for so long, besides like Lonnie, but like even him, like, okay. Lonnie, Lonnie honestly was the perfect fit, I feel it like. Was. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has an Instagram for his dog. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't follow it, but you know what I should? Yeah. Back to this song. Um, the song, let's just kind of get into the structure of the song. It starts out with a very relaxed kind of, you know, chuggy version of the chorus with him doing an octave drop of the chorus itself. And then it just like, he sings the, and we are born again. Yeah, it's, the, yeah, this song is great. It goes into the verse. The verse chills out. My favorite part of this song, I think, is the pre-choruses. Oh, the, uh, the underground is the fire below. Yeah, my enemies, <laughs> and I can never seem to get up to find the hope. Yeah, it's so good. Um, the fucking chorus also is amazing. Kind of like, you know what? I take that back. It's the bridge. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is really, really good. Take on your burden. Especially when it leads into that last chorus. This song just is an undeniable. It's very feel good. It like I think it. That's what I love about Black Phil Brides is that. 
I think I saw an Instagram post about it once making fun of it, but it is just so, like, it made me realize, oh my god, it is true. Every, not every, like, about 80% of Blackville Bride songs have the vocals from every member going like, oh, and that really kind of, like, wraps it together, because it's like... It's the gang vocals, in, yeah. When we were talking about Ice Nine Kills, they all kind of, like, come together. They don't do the same thing No, here, they but basically... But you, you can hear them in yeah. most songs, because they're going like, oh, in the background, or something like that. You know, a lot more bands are doing that, too, like Motionless and White on their newest album. There's a song where straight up, I think... Ricky? Sings? Ricky. Well, Ricky has been singing a lot, yeah. but... Um, their other guitarist and their bassist are screaming with Chris, like they each have their yeah. own parts, kind of in the Ice Nine Kills fashion. Yeah, and that's like I think what I like about that is I Blackpool Bride's been doing that a while, yeah. where they like get vocalists from everything, or uh, from from everyone vocalists. They, <laughs> they get, get vocals vocal. from everyone. Like yeah, it's tired. called gang vocals, yeah. and yeah, it's it's really cool. It's I love it. It's it's kind of the eighties Motley Crue esque thing yeah, that they like, do because they never. It's never. It, they're never like vocalizing. They're never been like oh no 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 it's yeah like. Yeah, 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 and I, that's the best part. It kind of wraps it all together because you're like, oh, we gotta hear them. Yeah. <laughs> They're all together. It's great. No, I do love it a lot. This song is a fucking killer one. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it's it. Probably, yeah, probably like if I said if I had to tell you to listen to an album or to a song on this album, honestly, an album of theirs, I would pick this one. Yeah. I think that they're kind of this is like their fully grown up album. You well, know what I mean? My boys are. And, not so little anymore. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's obviously albums that I love all of their albums. But this one for me, I think I think this became my favorite. You yeah, know, and probably. it's because of songs Not like my favorite favorite, but like it definitely got into my top three. It's sure. my top one, I think. But top one? Yes. Really yes. Resident Divine? Yes. 150%. Yes. Okay. And I'll I'll we'll kind of get into Brendan it. Brendan are beefing after this. Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah, Born Again, amazing song. Chorus is super infectious. The verses are fun. Like I said, this song is just like a sing-along. Yeah, like this definitely. is a song that like if they were the biggest band in the world. This song would be on every karaoke. Oh yeah, it'd machine. be the most popular. Song you know what probably. I mean? Yeah, it, it, this it would song not is, be in the end anymore. Let's no, just say it would be this one. Yeah, but yeah, next uh, or a hit. Would you rate this one? Uh, like thirteen out of ten. Gas. Okay, no. <laughs> this it is, is my a first gas. Yeah, that's smash. fair. I'll give you that. By the way, sorry if we're just kind of rambling a lot. We literally like both just woke up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like in pain. My eyes are <laughs> yeah. like. Oh. I'm like, we're sitting here like basically just falling asleep. But <laughs> that's what I, during Oppenheimer last night, I was like, I was like, this is really good. And then like halfway through it, like the bomb just went off and like he was like getting like pictures taken a lot of him. And I genuinely almost fell asleep. And then like there's this one scene where he's like tuning out everyone and then somebody claps. Yeah. And it's like, boom. And I was like, he's <laughs> uh, got PTSD from yeah. witnessing his. Yeah. yeah. No, but okay. So yeah, this song is my first gas of the album. I think it's an amazing song. It's. It's undeniable. The chorus is too infectious to deny it. Oh, yeah. And then next is Blackbird. Yeah. Black which Bird. I love this song a lot. And there's and a reason why. Favorite. Hear me out, though. This song could fit perfectly onto We Stitch These Wounds. It totally could. That's why I love this song is because, again, it's them exploring like their previous. You know what I mean? Their, yeah. their discography in a really cool and unique way and a way that doesn't feel cheap. It feels, again, very polished, very. Um, there's there's a lot of passion within this song. I love it a lot. It's a very chilled out song in comparison to Born Again. I think I have like a little bit of trauma with this song because when this album first came out, they made a TikTok where they got a lot of their fans to say their favorite song on the album, and all of them were like, you know, like Born Again, Crimson Skies, or blah 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 blah. blah. And then one person sent in a video with them with the actual song instead. So it's people being like, yeah, yeah. And then it goes, Blackbird. <laughs> it's just right in the middle. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, scared yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just have, like, a personal beef with this just because of that one chick. He said, Blackbird. <laughs> yeah. 
But this song just reminds me of like when I really was getting into Blackfell Brides. There's one night in particular that I think of. It was the second time I ever saw Blackfell Brides. It was their first headlining tour I saw them on. This is the one with Aspen Alexandria? No, 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 no. That was on the Veil Cycle. This was on like, I think this was the Blackfell Brides self-titled cycle, maybe. Um, but I went and stayed with my buddies that night after that. And my buddy had this house or my buddy's parents had this house out in the middle of nowhere in Cheney. Yeah. And I just remember I, I bought the CD that day for set the world on fire and I was just sitting in their hot tub with everybody (laughs) with the CD. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. So boom box playing it in the background. And I was just sitting there out in the middle of nowhere stoned to the gills. If I'm being completely honest with you. Is sitting in the hot tub, just like relaxing, and I was like, "This is great! Like this is this what is a great time." What makes me so bad about you saying that is, mom could literally hear you saying that. She's like, "No, I, I know my baby." Boy. Yeah, she yeah, would yeah. Never. <laughs> well, she knows. She knows. She found out that I was when I was a kid or younger, not a kid, but like 16, 17, <laughs> when that I was four smoking years weed old <laughs> because apparently it makes bleach react a certain yeah, way in your she hair. Knows she didn't say anything, but if that happened to me, yeah, she would be on you. Oh my goodness, she dragged well, me by I my mean, head. To be fair, I remember the time that she. I asked her to cut my hair and I forgot that I had started gauging my ears against her wishes. And so she went like snip and then grabbed my ears like, what's this? And I was like, oh, like, she just ripped your ears. She's like, I'll give you. I had just babies. stretched. So it hurt. I was like, oh, mom, stop. Wow. You don't understand. But um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, back to this song. The intro to this song just reminds me of that moment that I was just describing that day. Just sitting out in the woods, listening to Blackfell Brides with all of my friends who also love Blackfell Brides. Like, it's just, again, it's a warm blanket. It's nostalgia. Like, this song somehow manages to capture the perfect moment in time for me where I feel like I really, really fell in love with this band. Yeah. You know, not only that, but it reminds me of, like, the nights that we spent in the Tri-Cities. I don't know why, but that was when I, again, was really falling in love with Blackfell Brides. Okay. So just, like, little things. You, like, things. at a shrine. Like, do you remember the walks that we used to take when Dad lived in that or sorry, when when yeah, when he lived in that house. Which uh, one? The one where he had the roommate? No, or no, the no, one no, no. Where it was the duplex. Table. It was the duplex. I don't know how young you were, but it had the basement, and then you'd go out, and there yeah, was like the, the boardwalk that went along the river, and we'd walk to that park. Yeah, I know yeah. So about. that house, like walking there, I would always be listening to like set the world on fire. Like, oh yeah, I remember that's where I really fell in love with youth and whiskey for the first time, youth and like. Whiskey. We got to do that album at some point, yeah, but we um, we also got oh, we should have fucking a big time rush today. Should have, okay. fuck Lee. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say, it. let me put it on the record. But Lee can lick my ass. Okay, I'm yeah. taking the big time rush. But I do love the chorus. To the song is very simple, but also I there's think, a lot. I was gonna of... say most of these choruses are like infectious. Like they're so catchy, mm-hmm. so sing along. Like they've just they've really gotten good at that. To hope, like yeah. that kind of like it's it is really catchy. I know that in context of writing, I'm pretty sure that Jake writes the melodies and Andy comes in and writes the lyrics. Um, I think Andy does an amazing job at that because lyrically, he's he's got a lot of very interesting things to say. I love Andy. You know what I mean? Let's just uh, put like, it on uh, the record. The chorus, it's, it is, it's not super complicated, but it's, it's hold on to hope, take back your soul, and they cannot steal the light that shines from who you once were. Your blood and bones left in the cold. So just look into the sky and you'll become the blackbird. The right? blackbird. <laughs> this this context of the in context of the album, this is like the the introduction of the big bad. Yeah. Right thing. Dennis Kane. Yeah. No, this is Blackbird. <laughs> okay. It's just like Dennis Quaid. Yep. But yeah, man. Again, this is a song I fucking love. Um Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Like 
this one's also one of those ones where I'm like, you know, pretty basic black belt rides. Yeah, I agree. Um, and again, but like we haven't head. seen too much in context of like stylistically or instrumentally them changing up stuff a lot yet, mm-hmm. but it's coming up within yeah. these next couple of songs. But I really do. I love like them starting it out just, you know, old school Black Belt Brides with these first three songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like you kind of know you're like you at this point, probably you kind of like I at least I did. I was like, okay, this is just pretty much just listening to all the albums on mix. It really is. Yeah. Like Scarlet Cross, I feel like could be like Black Belt Brides self-titled. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Born Again could be on, like, Wretched and I think Wretched and Divine, for and, sure. And then this one, obviously, We Stitch These Wounds. Yeah, for sure. And then, so skipping past this one, I guess, let's let's move on. Um, I, The one thing I want to leave it with is this song's super infectious. If you're a Black Veil Brides fan like me and you have been for a while, I feel like hearing this song should bring some sort of a nostalgic feeling to you. Hold on. It's really good. Uh, I would give it a, a 9.5 out of 10. I think it's a, a solid hit. Yeah, I was going to say 9 out of 10, like... I won't say gas, but it's halfway there. Yeah. God, I hope people aren't just hearing me breathing. Let's. let's... I know that's what I was thinking. That's why I'm like moving away. Oh, it totally like... is. <laughs> ah, it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, yeah. So next is another interlude track. You know, kind of their overture of this album is called Specters, yeah. and it's taking a lot from the song that's coming next, which is Torch. It's almost like again a teaser of what you're about to hear. I. I have not listened to this track. I think ever. Well, just because I think I don't, I never listen to interludes. Really? Just because I, I don't care if they bleed. I listened to like one interlude ever, and that was freaking, it was NF in the search album. And I was like, that's just because I love NF. Yeah. I don't like interludes just because, not because they're like bad, just because I'm like, give me the fucking music. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm the opposite, though. I love listening to them because, again, I'm listening to this in context of the story. So I enjoy hearing, like, musically kind of where the vibe of the album is going. This kind of sounds like um, your instrumental on the walk, not walk away. What is it called? Reflections? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's what I was thinking about when you wrote that. It just sounds very black. Well, be real time podcast be real I, d- I had one of those i remember one of my favorite- what's podcast what's be real it's where you get a random notification throughout the day where you have to take a picture oh that's what the fuck and you have to show what you're doing oh okay okay but gotcha. it's like it's like you're being real because it's like it could be at like nine in the morning or like 11 at night yeah, you just look like absolute dog shit <laughs> i like, know i have uh, a few of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but that uh, was a good one. Yeah, Spectres gave us an absolute zinger. Again, I'm relatively certain that both of these were written by Jinx. Amazing, amazing fucking. I love Jinx. Yeah, Jeremy just say Ferguson. That? I that's wish Jinx. Jinx yep. was my dad. He does seem like he'd be a very good dad. <laughs> I want him to. I want to come home crying. I want him to be like, "Honey, yeah, what's wrong? Give me a hug." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does seem like a nice guy. I uh, I love listening about their relationship in. Um, yeah, when he's like this, like my older Andy's brother. and Jinx's yeah. relationship in uh, in the book in Andy's book. Um. Yeah, it's just very nice. I believe Jinx was the first member of Black Four Brides when he moved to L.A. Yeah, because wasn't it like his friend introduced him to Jinx, and mm-hmm. he was like, "This guy's like my buffer." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, there's one story in particular where like a fire had broke out under his engine, and he called Jinx, and yeah. I think he says like he did some of his voodoo that allowed me to get the rest of the way home and stop <laughs> the fire. 
Uh, and yeah, it's just like Jinx just really seems like such a warm, nice individual. I know. And he's so talented. Is, oh, he like, is. because again, both of these intros are so different or the intro and the interlude are different than anything we've heard before. And it's like, it's very cool to see him branch out in this cool way. Yeah, because he is also like so creative and mm-hmm. like so talented, crazy talented. Like if I had to say like the most talented person in this It's got to be him or Cece. Yeah, because just they can do so fucking much with yeah. what they have. Well, I mean, I feel bad saying that because Jake Pitts also. Uh, yeah, because they all are like crazy yeah. good at like what they do. But I just think it's because he just shit. He can make a violin sound great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think at least knowing how to play the most intri- uh, like instruments and being able to play them completely with like an, a sense of individuality, it's got to be Jinx. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, this song is interesting and I love the way that it transitions into Torch, which is at first, if I'm honest with you, it was a song I didn't really like all that much. Wait, Ray Spectres. I oh, feel like it's five out of ten. It's just like. I would say a ten out of ten because it's just it's. I would say, and it is what it is out of 10 because it's great. Oh, no, fuck that. It's a 10. I love it. I, I, I do love it a lot. I love these little things that they do. It's a guess for me. Yeah. Moving on to Torch. Um, this is really where the band starts to like, granted, this isn't this the is first also, time we've- first, yeah, Your first, you're just hearing kind of this like, eh, eh, and it yeah. kind of sounds very auto-tuned. Well, it's it's a, it's a, just like a fucking different, it's like a some sort of electronic instrument. Yeah. It came in like some sort of a fucking plug-in pack. You know what I mean? And then it's, and then you hear him speak, which is, and it's very low, very deep. Again, because Andy can go mm-hmm. really deep. Like, before we before we get too far, I do want to say, in context of like, if you're listening to this album for the first time, this is the first song where Black Veil Brides really has changed it up, yeah. and you're seeing a new side of them where they're this kind of embracing yeah. this new age of music that is like, it's kind of what I'm trying to do right now, where instrumentally it's just simple, catchy parts. And a lot of stuff going on electronically. It's basically you're taking a lot of stuff that isn't written traditionally on a guitar. Yeah. And you're plugging it. You know, it's you're very. Yeah. It's something they've never like this. Never song done is it. Never like no other song is even close to this. because no. It's so individual and unique in that way. And mm-hmm. not like in like the you're, you know, you're really unique. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like really. Yeah. It's, it's really well done. Like it's. It's again, it's on all levels, it's relatively simplistic, but it also, I don't know how they do that. And it feels so big. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even, even the, like the notes that Andy is singing are not that high up, but even during the chorus, it feels so much grander in scale yeah, it does. than it is. Cause he's like, cause he, when you're listening to the chorus, you could feel like you could scream it, but he, the entire time he's only like going like this low. Yeah. It's, like he never goes high. Like he doesn't like born again. He, he does once, I guess in the second verse. It, oh, the, my words become a gun. And he kind of does. Well, he's still pretty low there. But it's and also the, in the end, he's like, "Feel <laughs> And I think that's the band. I think that's gang vocals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. gang vocals. Uh, but it's um, it's a great song for being what like as simplistic as it is. It just really goes to show I that think like that's his, a lot of his songs on this album aren't long. Mm-hmm. They're kind of all pretty like short and like not a lot of lyrics to them. But they're I don't know they're all just so well written and like the instrument the instrumental on every part is like it's just it makes it feel way grander than it actually is. I agree. Is. And it's um it's it goes to show something that I really am trying to start implementing in my writing for the band is that like sometimes the coolest thing you can do for a song is something very simple and then you just let post production bring this a whole new life to something. You know what I mean? A lot of people talk shit about that. You hear a lot of talk like about like post-production and backing tracks live yeah. and stuff like that. But I think 
this new wave of rock and metal. I mean, dude, it's it's making it like it's making a huge comeback for this. You look at bands like Bring Me the Horizon. You look at Sleep Token, Bad Omens. A lot of those three bands are like there's a lot of room to breathe. The guitar parts and the drums, like I would say, probably the most intricate part of all of these songs for the and or not in specific Torch, but like of this new genre is the drums. Everything yeah. else is chilled out, and you're letting the song have this completely and this genre have a completely new life by bringing this whole new element into it that really like there's so much shit you can yeah. do it's just it's so like their cool next album is probably gonna be insane and it's a sequel to this one yeah which i'm excited about i'm glad that they're doing more with this story and maybe just maybe the wild ones will return fingers crossed <laughs> i would love to see it i would love to see them be some sort of dimension hopping you know what i mean like just running around to fix yeah. different worlds well, also because they have a song in the morning called the revival yeah Oh, oh, yeah. But that's just a theory. A, a game, game theory. theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, this song's it, actually, for what it is, is one of the best on the album, I would argue. Yeah. Um, it's really you didn't like it at first. I remember I liked it. I liked it so much. I used it as my homecoming transition. Video. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no, it's honestly, it's really good. I, I really do love what this song brings to the table for them musically because it's really them opening this whole new door you get these first three songs on the album that are super black veil brides coded and then you get this one and it's like whoa you know what i mean like here's a new side to the coin but i would rate this now a double gas this song is really catchy in context of the story um it 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 just yeah on all levels (laughs) you just made like one of those uh, sorry but uh on all levels it really just brings a whole new side to black veil brides and i think that's great i think my favorite lyrics in this song come from the second verse um deep inside the sun yeah my words become a god where the fuck is it right there probably kneel and pray yeah what's the world today and who's the holy one that i can kill to stay alone and if i take them down will my lies be found deep inside the sun my words become a gun and i want to read the lyrics to the chorus or the oh jesus I can't speak the chorus. Uh, Will you burn down when I ignite the torch in the moonlight playing our final march, catching fire, taking in broken hearts to live is to lie. So light the torch torch. I fucking yeah, I love it. This song is really good. The way the song ends, too, is super good because it just everything stops. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's great. And this is really where this album catches me in a new way. Yeah. You know? And then, so that's gas. Yes, double gas, 10 out of 10. The next, next one might be another one of my absolute favorites on this album. I feel like it doesn't, this one doesn't feel that no. unique to me. It definitely feels more like I would say it does. type era. But different enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, it's like, it's this new weird vibe. It's like they took Black Fire Brides and they were just like, okay, here's what we do. Now let's put it in this realm. Yeah, it's true. You know? Because, uh. That's what is really good that. Uh, they asked to hear a story. Is that this one no, or is that Gats Kill the Hero? Kill no, the this hero, is uh dumbass. oh yeah. Was it? You, you say it's easy. Do you, you feel, feel safe? Yeah. yeah. I love this song too though. Um hang on, I gotta I gotta hear the intro of this song really quick while we're Alright. Yeah, okay, no, this one this one I remember this one. Sorry. Again, this this was off the cuff. I'd listened to this album like twice this week. But it's like it's yeah, it's good. I uh, you are the wind, this yeah. would definitely be in my top five 
Uh, the uh, I love the structure of these verses. I know, and I like in the second chorus when he's like, "When the truth becomes, becomes your demon, yeah." Keep believing. Yeah. No, this song is pretty, pretty good. It's good. good. Yeah. The verses are cool. The way it starts out again is Andy kind of just very lowly singing. Lowly. And then when it this hits. Does have a lot of, this one is longer. Yeah. When it hits the later half of the um, the verse, or I guess maybe the pre-chorus. Yeah. No, because the pre-chorus is the gang vocal. So the later half of this verse, he picks it back up and the instruments pull up too. It's just like, it's a very, it's uh, it's a good way to show dynamics in a song how to like do little things to kind of get the band or to get the energy of the song to change. It's transitions are, are something that you would not think is huge yeah. in, when it comes to songwriting. You know what I mean? But if you have good, you could have five great parts to a song. And if you transition suck, the whole thing <laughs> falls apart. said about that new, um, the fucking, is it Ollie Sykes and Lil Uzi, that song yeah. in the end, he says like it fucking, the, Bridge is just so bad it makes him hate the song. Werewolf? Or? Yeah. Where again the end he like he, it is a pretty weird transition back into the chorus. But then he's he was like, oh, fuck off. And I was like, okay. I will say I think my favorite out of those two is Amen. Yeah. That song is great. The chorus of that song is have so you, good. Have but you heard we're the end. No, I haven't yet. That's fucking good. Is you it know who baby metal is? Yeah. I don't. I do. <laughs> Bring me the horizon actually did a song of baby metal on their uh post human survival yeah. album. Uh it's called Kingslayer. So really, really good. So I was like one of their first endeavors back into like old school heavy, bring me the horizon oh, yeah. type deal. But it was good. Uh, anyway, back to uh, back to the wicked one. Um, lyrically, I really this is something that I've always loved about Andy is lyrically he paints a picture in a very unconventional way. I feel like his lyrics are very unique to him. And it's not like painting a picture in like in other like popular songs where they're like genuinely saying what's happening. Like, and then it's it's very clouded. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It gives you. And it's also almost like old timey in the way that you're like. Okay. Well, so Andy uh, discusses this in his book too, which I'll bring up is that he he got his idea for lyric writing when it comes to the context of stories from his grandfather telling World War II stories yeah. back in the day, right? Uh, instead of it being very detailed, broad strokes, you're just you're. Oh my God, you're choking. You okay? No, I was fucking joking. <laughs> On what? The lobster. <laughs> It went down the wrong path. You want you get you like poisoned. You're like, and it's all falling into place. And I'm posting this podcast too. I want everybody to know. <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, the way that he describes his grandfather telling these stories is, and I think it's why it feels kind of old timey. Is he would he would tell them in very broad strokes, not a lot of minor like minor details. It's just like this happened, then this. You know what I mean? Allowing we used to throw grenades into bunkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I threw grenades into bunkers. Were there people in there? Just little pieces by the time I got in there, yeah. Oh my god. Reel it in. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm trying. I'm reeling in. I'm gonna think I did something to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I see stars. Do you really? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. I think whenever I see stars, it kinda looks like uh there's just like moving specks. Yeah. I mean that's oh. that's all it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a fucking cartoon the right fuck now. Are like, you I'm doing? like Bugs Bunny. I'm like <gasps> I see. Uh, like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they're like they're just finish standing. him, and they're just. I think that makes no sense. Okay, yeah. fall. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to this song. Um, I think that's why Andy paints these images that are like you get the idea of what he's talking about, or at least it it's the same thing with Sleep Token, where like you get an idea that could mean something to you, but it could mean something completely different because 
the way that he's using all of these words and he paints these pictures, it just leaves it completely open to interpretation, That's right? True. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it does feel very old timey too. I guess you know what? That's something we didn't discuss. That's how Spectres and the Phantom Tomorrow feel too. They feel very like old timey theatrical yeah. movie. Wait, they you know, feel like like what you like kind of Phantom of the Opera that kind of like. Yeah, like the sixties. Yeah, the the I don't know when it came out, but I get what you're saying. It like, feels kind of almost like old, like old old horror movie. It feels of? like a weird like cyberpunk western. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it feels like a cyberpunk western. Well, you, do you see what I'm you saying ever, though? You like ever played Overwatch? No. Oh, there's a character named McCree. Feels like McCree. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. He's got him. He's got. Is a he a man. cyberpunk western guy? Yeah, he's a cowboy and he has a metal arm. Oh, okay. Because his arm <laughs> fell off. And he had, fell off. And he ta- not talk. Or did he oh, get wait, no, shot he off? Cole Cassidy. Okay. I was like, what the fuck? How did it fall off? <laughs> it just fell. Oh, okay. Just walk. Was he have fucking know. leprosy? What? Yeah. Like what? You know how it is. Sometimes your arm could just fall. Off. Yeah, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, no, you gotta reattach. Just gotta run to the doctor and be like, it. "Doc, it happened again." No, but then he's the coolest character because on his on his belt it has badass motherfucker on it. B A M F. Oh my god! What? It's ridiculous. And but he talks anyway, like this, he goes, "Hi, Audie." My favorite part of this song is the second verse. What? Your life is hollow, and so is your head. We are ready to rise again. Yeah. yeah. You're a victim, the greatest con. Which, Time is a weapon because you're gone. Secrets steal the... This is the chorus. Secrets steal the fire, so burn down all, all that you need. need. This is where Andy is starting to explore that range again. Yeah, he's doing more cool shit. This is something else that I never thought I'd hear from Andy. There's so much vibrato in his voice, which means he's really learning how to sing correctly. Correctly. Well, like if you listen to him back in the day, it's yeah. very obvious that he's just, and he says so. Like he's just he he's just doing it. He didn't care about sounding good. He didn't care about this or that. He just wanted to convey the message that he was trying to get across. Yeah. In these songs, and now he's evolving so much as a vocalist. And songs like this is where you really get that. Yeah. Like Born Again, The Wicked One, um, Fields of Bone. Even oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's which we haven't gotten to yet, but uh, he's so much better now it's crazy to see that he's like because a lot of people like their voices change but yeah. i don't feel like a lot of people progress all that much nowadays well some i that's not really true because you got bad omens he's progressed a fuck ton motionless and I white it's, just, it's also though they they progress and that kind of like makes sense you know because you can he- you've hear or you've heard their range before but andy beersack is kind of like this person when you think of him you think of like is deep, raspy. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Kind of just the same. His voice of... isn't really as raspy anymore. No. And, and it's very clear. It's very powerful. Yeah. And he's like, he's really like, it's it's almost like. And it's, you can all, you can kind of tell too, because it's always had that potential to be powerful, mm-hmm. but he hasn't used it kind of. He talks now. about it in the book again, too, that when he stopped drinking and he recorded that solo album with John Feldman, John Feldman told him like, wow, you're like, your, your delivery is stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is great. And board. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the, dark the, the dark boy. Yeah. We, we mixed two songs together and just started fucking around with it. But, um, it almost feels elegant now. Like he's always kind of had this weird air about him when he's on stage too, yeah. where like the way that he just kind of walks around the stage, it's almost like you're watching. I don't know, like somebody give a sermon 
Because like, <laughs> okay. you know what I'm talking about? Like he's he's standing and he's he's, like he does that thing with those, his hand. You know where he's, the cool pastors? <laughs> it's literally almost What's like that. that? Name? Do you remember the one church? I don't. That, you remember that pastor though, right? He was dope. He was funny. Yeah, I do. You know, he probably said ass once and he was like. Oh, and everybody's <laughs> like, he's cussing, so I relate. But yeah. uh, anyway. Oh, and yeah, he has that like kind a, of vibe about and him. And that little smile that he has, because he'll, he'll say that'll take his mic down and smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like when you're like. <sighs> it's like, I, I don't want to say cocky, but it's like there's almost like an air of like, I know what I'm doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a confidence to him. Yeah. And that's really coming across in his uh, recordings yeah. now, um, which is great. Uh, I remember the first time I heard this song, I really, really fell in love with it. This is one of the ones that, because with Black Veil Brides in particular, it's always been the B-sides, you know what I mean? The songs that nobody really talks about that are my favorite. Like on um, We Stitched These Wounds for the Longest Time, my favorite was uh, like Children's Surrender or like... Uh, God, what is the other one? There's another one that's later on in that album, but you get the idea. Or like Set the World on Fire, it's Ritual or Die for You yeah. or um, Youth and Whiskey. Wretched and Divine, we talked about it. My favorites are the ones that nobody talks about. Same with everything. With this one, there's no difference here. The Wicked one. Um, Kill the Hero. My favorite song. My favorite song on the album is next. Oh, yeah. Shadows Rise. Yes. But so do you have anything else you want to say about no, this? No, it's kind of just this one kind of does feel like while it is still kind of branching out a bit. Yeah. It's also it's kind of like half and half with kind of like, you know, basic Black Bull Brides and then new kind of like exploring. And I think that that is kind of beautiful in it but it also to me because of that like half of like black Bell brides it just feels like yeah i'm turning this on like it's just black Bell brides to yeah. Me, kind of, like, yeah so i'd give it like a nine out of ten i feel like i'm giving everything a nine out of ten, but that's how because it's just like i would listen to it i'll never skip it yeah but it's just like it's just so mm. black Bell brides i would <laughs> give this one a ten out of ten for me i uh i really do love it a lot it, it was one of the ones that was just on regular rotation for me i think it's like literally in with repeat. majority of this album, not on my on repeat now, but my like my 2020. Oh yeah, um, rap. Yeah, 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 or I've whatever year. 2021 I've been rap. Playing. I although I'm really scared because uh, I listened to like four Taylor Swift songs and now she's like in my top five. <laughs> I don't I don't want her to be because that she's making my top genre pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird because last year it was like my top five was like Machine Gun Kelly, Black Bull Rides, yeah. Falling in Reverse, like Asking Alexandria and someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All rock, all rock or like, I guess, punk and rap. Mm -hmm. And then it's fucking, my top genre was pop. And I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. And also in my top five, guess what was in my fucking top five? Huh. Show tunes. When am I show listening to time. show tunes? <laughs> oh, shit. What? I just checked my, uh, while we're sitting here. Sorry, this is completely off track. But look, my computer is completely done it's probably going to oh ship tomorrow God. i'm I'm sorry i'm so excited i uh i got a new computer for myself I, it's uh half for music production and half just for being able to play these new triple a titles and i'm so fucking excited right now man okay. <laughs> i am sorry i uh, pardon me okay yeah. but anyway oh, this God. song for me is an example of why i love Blackfell brides it's um kind of just like a very good i feel like a lot of these this is a very good driving yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's that's exactly it like wretched and divine uh the self-titled i think there is a difference there's a difference between a driving song and like a working song. exactly yeah like this album if i'm ever going on a road trip it's first road on. trip album exactly 150 sure. i love this shit so much we should, you know what we should do huh we should drive to albuquerque New Mexico. i'm not driving to albuquerque no but we'd have 
So it'd be me, you, Hannah, and Chandler. We'd have to make Hannah watch Breaking Bad to get it. <laughs> and then we could drive to There's no way we're convincing Hannah to go to fucking Albuquerque, yeah, New Mexico. Like, Give me a fucking plane. She'd be like, you're out of your goddamn mind. But how fun would that be? It would probably be fun. I just like taking road trips with you guys. That's true. Yeah, that's fun. Even if it's just like, or we could go to like. Except for fucking. I fucking told you. Okay, we're going to tell a story really quick. So we're taking a pause on the album. We're going back to the bullshit talk. <laughs> you know exactly where this is going. I do. When we went to fucking California, we went to go to Disney World and Universal pretty recently. It was right before I started this podcast that we went. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we stopped in Winnemucca, Nevada. Oh, yeah. And so we're driving there, and there's this sign on the side of the road. Granted, we're driving for like 12 hours. We're all super hungry by this point. I'm driving. Yeah. I'm driving. And somebody points at this sign. It's the sign for this Mexican restaurant called Quesos. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that looks so good. And I'm like, you never, ever go to the restaurants that you find on signs. Because at that point, though, we were all like, you know, just fuck it. Because it it was in Winnemucca. No, not in. It was like an hour out. So we were very close to the end of our drive. No, it wasn't because we went there when we were, it was down the street from the hotel. Oh, I thought you meant the sign. I'm talking about when we saw the sign on the highway. Because when we were there. Because the sign was for in Winnemucca. I I, pro- I honestly thought it was like for the town we were driving through at that yeah. moment. But we were like, we were like, okay, let's just fucking go because we're all fucking starving. Let me get this out really quick, though. What? I said when we were in the car no, and you saw that. the sign, said, like, do not you? ever go to the restaurants, random restaurants you see on signs on the side of the highway. It is an amazing way to get food poisoning. And then so so we go and we're like. Fucking hungry. Everyone's starving. And we're drink we're drinking also, margaritas. Though, let's be fucking honest. Not you. Brendan got the weirdest Dude, okay, so food. hang on. Hang Nobody on. else got food with Hang on. So you know. I wanted to get a torta, which is a Mexican sandwich on a specific bread. Okay. Yeah, but then were they out of it or something? They come back and they're like, and everybody's ordered, by the way. I'm already like I'm starving. I don't like I don't give a shit. And like they're like, okay, cool. So, like, we don't have the bread. Is there anything else I can get you? And I'm looking at the menu. The first thing I see is a guacamole burger. So, I'm yeah. like, cool. Guacamole. Fuck it. Guacamole burger. I'll go with that. I'm like, I get it. I eat it. I'm fine. Whatever. We go okay, back to the hotel. Go back to the hotel. But also, what happens before that is that I'm making this argument for myself because me and Chandler have to sleep together. And we're both, like, so warm that we're like, okay, I want to sleep with somebody who I have more room with. So, I was like come on just fucking sleep with Taylor and I'll sleep with Hannah so I made a switch mm-hmm. which honestly was probably a good idea because if you woke Hannah up that many times to go like vomiting I, I, when I got up out of bed I didn't get back into bed okay well okay well so I so I'm sleeping like me and Hannah are sharing a bed Chandler and Brennan are sharing a bed I sleep I hear people get up but I'm just assuming like you know people get up to pee and all that so I don't really care that much but <laughs> there was <laughs> I can't wait to tell my side of this so I wake up in the morning after this is all gone down and Hannah and I are, are like, Hannah, you're, you're missing phone. a key part of the story. No, that, that's you got I'm up saying. and I'm on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, are you really? Yes. I forgot. So, cause like, I like, I get up because Hannah's on her phone. Like she's woken up, but she's like, just kind of like, waking, Tell she like, wakes up every morning. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, she's on her phone. And we're like talking a little bit and I look and Brennan's not in the bed. It's just Chandler. And he's like, he's waking up and then Brendan like stands and it kind of looks like a vampire because he looks like he's just like, rising from his coffee. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I feel so fucking sick. And then like Hannah's like, what? What? And he's like, I was I was vomiting and shitting my pants all of last night. I didn't shit my pants. Well, I fucking. Oh, my God. Tell, tell uh, well, so here's how this goes from my perspective. I'm laying in bed and I keep anybody who's been at this point knows this feeling where you're sick. 
and you know you're sick, but you're like falling asleep, but you keep waking up because your stomach hurts so bad. But it's like a fugue state. You're yeah. like, you're like, no, if I go to bed, this will go away. Just let me. So I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm hot. I don't have any fucking covers because Chandler took them and then rolled over. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is the worst feeling I've ever had. I finally get up and I go. And immediately, as soon as I get in there, I'm like, I, I'm going to throw up. Fuck. So I throw up three times. And when I throw up, it's so aggressive that I can't fucking breathe. So I'm like, and like <laughs> it, was it the kind like, of vomit where you throw up and it like jerks your head? Yes, exactly. Like, and I can't breathe. So I'm like, fuck. And I go and I sit in the bath. I'm feeling better. And then like, it's like 30 minutes I'm sitting in this bath. Yeah. And then it gets worse again. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but, but I'm this, like, okay, this is time. This I time have to it's shit. A, it's a shitting feeling. Like I know I'm going to be like sick out the other end. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. I shit. I'm sorry. This is gross. <laughs> shit vomit. I shit vomit. It smelled like vomit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then I'm like, God damn it. I got to puke. So I lean forward and I grab the fucking <laughs> trash can. And I'm sitting there like shitting, vomiting, shitting, vomiting. <laughs> and then like, finally it stops. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm like dying. And I like, I'm like, okay, okay. And I get up and I like, I try to lay in bed with Chandler and I can't. I'm like, fuck. And so I look. <laughs> in the thing and there's like the thin napkin blanket that they use for the sheet and so i take that i snatch my pillow from chandler and i'm like you fucking piece of shit i lay on the ground and it's like it's like fucking concrete under a thin layer of carpet and i'm just laying there <laughs> honestly though that's kind of an iconic i feel like i've slept like that so many times and then i woke up the next day and i drove yeah. All the way to fucking I think California. I, I was gonna ask, we should also tell the story about the best western when me and chandler went to stay so Hannah and I got a hotel because we didn't. They were staying um, with uh, one of our aunt's friends who like, yeah. had a huge house. And it was an, it was a nice place, but yeah. we didn't want to stay there. So we got a Best Western. Anyway, one night, you know, we had Chandler and Bailey have a sleepover with us. Because they had continental breakfast. Yes. We were like, fuck it, we'll kill for We some. want some continental breakfast. Yeah. So I wake <laughs> and then up. We sleep, on this, we sleep on this pullout couch that yeah. we like are setting up. And there's like a kind of like an island almost yeah. counter in between us. And then it's Brennan and Hannah's bed. So I can't see Brennan and Hannah, but like we're like. It kind of—it's almost like when you like sleep with someone and there's like a pillow barrier between mm -hmm. you. Like that's what it felt like. But we fell asleep and it's like what time? Like it's like seven, eight in the morning, and I'm like kind of waking up and I feel hot, but I don't really care. And then I just hear Brennan go, "Dude, what the fuck?" And then he gets up, and then and then that him saying that I'm pretty sure woke Hannah up because she all I hear is go. Why is it so fucking hot in here? And we walk over and Chandler's waking up now because everyone's like, it is at 80. He wakes up, dude, just calmly stretches. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, a nice sleep. 80 degrees. And I look over at the fucking thermostat and it is 80 goddamn degrees <laughs> in California. And he was like, his he was like I got cold. And, I, and then I remember because he was like, well, Bailey, you gave me the thin blanket. And before we fell asleep, I was like, well, I'm wearing sweats. So give me the thin blanket. And he was like, no, 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 no. Because the thin blanket was like bigger. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you're going to get like cold. Just take the thick one. And he was like, no, no, it's okay. So I had the thick blanket, even though I offered it. And he was like, well, Bailey didn't give me the big blanket. And I was like, you fucking dick. I remember that because by this point you're standing, Chandler's still laying in his bed with a shit eating grin on his face. Well, because also like, I like, I, you know, when you wake up, you kind of like, you're kind of like, what the fuck? And then you're like, because Brendan, like, I think... <laughs> I think because I like stood up after everybody because I was like, holy shit, it's really fucking hot. But when Brendan woke up, it kind of like jolted me because he was just like, what the fuck? And I, was like, I get so angry when like, it's too hot. I get like livid. So then, I woke up and I'm like, Hannah and I were talking for a minute and I'm like, oh, it's so fucking hot. She goes, I know. 
and I'll like sit there quiet for a minute and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just like, I, I lost my I, shit. I think it's so funny too is that like at that point there was like no going back to sleep. We were all awake at that point. We were yeah. like, fuck this bullshit. So we just like woke up. 100% and, like, dude. All like, okay, fucking take a shower, get ready. And I think the best part actually about that show I want to say it real quick is one, me and Hannah sat together most of the time. It was either Brendan and Chandler up front or me and Hannah and we were driving and we were driving behind the semi and you both were asleep in the backseat. And I was like, oh, and she was like, I want to pass this guy. So you need to pee. And so I was like, okay. And so she kind of like peeks over and she's like, okay, we're going to get a little farther out. And she goes and there's a semi <laughs> right there. And so she goes, and she swerves back and I'm like, oh. I didn't fucking know that so happened. We were asleep. I could have that. And so I just started like laughing a little bit. But we just like kind of glossed over it. But it was just so funny because it was like kind of like. i'm gonna bring that shit up to her when she gets home be like you almost killed us and we were asleep i mean to be fair it wasn't like right there but it was if it was cooking it It was was, it was close but yeah anyways yeah so this this would have been a good album to play yeah i don't know why we didn't we didn't we kind of just talked most of the time yeah we listened to like podcasts or like we we did it though like at first we were like let's try but then we're like let's just continue talking and then we just started a cue with all of our music. That was instead. fucking ridiculous. Shannon kept playing these ridiculous songs. <laughs> these weren't that bad. I didn't play any of my fucking songs. I know. Because I know you guys were going to fucking judge me. Well, I also wasn't going to put on like a Sheen Gun Kelly or anything. I was like, I even yeah, know your audience, Bailey. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, back to this album. Yeah. The Wicked One, great song. Go listen to it. Awesome. Nine Go listen to this fucking album. 10 out of 10 Good. for me. Next is my absolute favorite song on this album Shadows Rise. Shadows Rise. That is the sequel track to a song from. Wretched and Divine called Shadows Die. Die. Um, It starts out not exactly the same as Shadows Die, but similar. It literally starts the same way as Shadows Die. Like, hang on. Yeah, it starts. It does, because in Shadows Die, that's the first song in Wretched and Divine. I think it might be the only word. Long instrumental before the first. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And this also has that, because... It's not the only song on this album, I think, that has that, but it, it, in Wretched and Divine, I think that is the only song where it's like 50 seconds of instrumental, then yep. it starts singing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but this song, uh, the perfect, this is how you do a sequel track. There are two bands that I know of that do this shit regularly, and it's Motionless and White and Blackville Brides. Mind you, both of them always do it great. Savior 2, or oh. like, you know, like with um, Motionless and White, Burned at Both Ends 2, they do fucking like, um, uh, broadcasting from beyond the grave one and two they do this a lot and it works super well uh, but this is great you know you give the little tease of something that sounds familiar like you're listening to shadows die and then I think this is the most perfectly executed song on this album yeah. from lyrics to vocals to melody instrumentals front to back this song is you absolutely my favorite cover this song for so I have the video of it but the uh, in you the the way that it was edited it literally Lee or whoever it was put my vocals too close to Andy's. So it just sounds like Andy's singing. You can't really hear me all that much. Oh, so I just never yeah. posted it. Um, I'll do another. I'll, I'll do one soon. I need to do more of those soon. You should start doing skits and I should be in them. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. But uh, I want to talk about some of my favorite lyrics. Um, I think the, the chorus, the sun that goes hard. The sun in the whole, and this is also very um not basic Blackwell Brides at all. 
kind of. In a way. It isn't, it isn't. They do a lot of mixing everything. You know what I mean? Like in the first verse, the intro all the way through the first verse, it's very obviously old school Black for Brides. This is a sequel song to Shadows Die. The second verse, and even the chorus, like there's this weird sort of like. Dun, 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 dun. It almost sounds like a choir. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, it's like, it's, well, like, yeah, it almost has like a very proper, I don't know what the correct, I don't know if it's jazz or like, but it's <laughs> it's got a very interesting like kind of beat to the melody yeah. you know what i mean like the way it's they not like duh, dun, or like kind of like this kind of like straightforward out. kind of yeah. it's very much it's like, like almost dun, like dun, a dun, 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 yeah it's like, got that slow sweetness it's like yeah. you're walking in like maple syrup okay. you know what i mean okay. but it's like you like it you know it's like <laughs> you know what i'm saying though it's like yeah, it's sticky sweet like it's like it's it's good like it's, it's like so praise the sun and the holy belly yeah, yeah yeah and it's very yeah it's it's great it's but the second verse green feel to it yeah the second verse brings back more <laughs> i hate you so much but the second verse brings in that electronic vibe yeah. you know what i mean uh, but I think my favorite, God, what is my favorite part of this my fucking song? My favorite is when he's like, oh, mother tongue, please comfort me. The language I was born to speak. It's just a dream, but I believe that I was born to make them see. And then, the, then it goes into the chorus. I think uh, one of my favorite parts, it's another reference to Shadows Die, is the ready to fall, ready to find what's left now that we die, taking our final breath in all the shadows, kill the light. That part is obviously a super big reference to yeah. Shadows Die. But um, I love the way that really, goes. Really drives you to believe that maybe the, maybe the wild ones are. I do think back. that they're alive somehow. I, I don't think, they think that they're as involved in this story. I think I think they're. I think I don't think that they're like so much as like. I think what would be crazy if this was set in like the same universe, just different places, and then it's like they were because I don't I don't I don't think they came from like a different universe. I think they just were resurrected. That could kinda. be because like wasn't Lonnie's name like the the reviver? Yeah. He could have, I guess, because he didn't die. Yeah, because he wasn't there. Well, he was. Yo. There. So maybe he like came and revived them. Yo. So I, that would be crazy. Well, because that's kind of how Andy discusses it in his book too, is that Lonnie came in and like, like revive the band. Yo. So that's maybe I, that's what I. They're like. alive, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be crazy if they were revived and then like they just helped out the main characters of these stories. They were like, it's kind of like in those like. Kind of like the Scream movies where Sydney isn't a main character in Scream Five, but she helps the main the new mm -hmm. main gang. Like she's just kind of like a side character. More. Mm -hmm. Same with the Monica. Why do I call her Monica? Mon Courtney, Courtney Cox. Yeah, that her name isn't Monica. What's it's Gail Weathers. Monica is her name in fucking Friends. Yeah, you I know. What's her name? Oh, Gail, Gail Weathers. Weathers. I, I just said that. Yeah. God, I will never. I don't know if I can watch that movie. It's pretty hard. Spoiler alert: They kill fucking Dewey. Dewey. I was so sad about that. Plus, I just bring back Matthew Lillard. I know. That you were going to bring him back in the third one. It's basically confirmed at this point that he survived. Bring him back. <laughs> I want to see him again, man. That's another thing. Off topic as hell. I'm so fucking excited for the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh solely based on the fact that Matthew Lillard is a bad guy again. I think the only part I'm confused about is just I hope. I'm so upset that it's PG-13. I'm not. I'm not. I think that it could still be good. There are a lot of PG-13 movies It's going to be really be good. Trash. I think it's going to be good. I think the only part that scares me is that it it might not be as gory as I'd like it to be, and it also might have, like, a weirder... I, they're not going to do, like, the actual storyline. They are, but, like, it's kind of in a weird Well, I mean, to be fair, the storyline has never officially been confirmed. That's true. You know what I mean? It's just been a game theory yeah. this whole fucking time. So it's like, what's what's really... What's really do we know is going on besides the fact that William Afton yeah. killed kids, stuffed their bodies into that. 
I the, the animatronics. And Josh Hutcherson too. I, I think he's got to yeah, be good. He's gonna be really good. I think it's Hutcherson. That chick, have you ever seen that movie Countdown with Tom Segura mm-hmm. in it? That chick is that police officer that comes up to her and he's like, "That's Vanny. You work here, yeah, yeah." yeah which you don't know because you've never played Security Breach, yeah, but well, you know, what? I've seen most of the parts on TikTok. Yeah, well, anyway, back to so. back to this. Um, Shadows Rise, without a doubt, is my favorite song on this album. Again, I always give you guys, I always say, go listen to this, go listen to this. And then I always have one song where I say, if you're going to listen to one song from this album, make it this one. Um, Black Veil Brides already is a very accessible band for people who aren't super into like super heavy music. Yeah, it's not like. Because he doesn't, he doesn't really scream. It's mostly cleans. Yeah. You know what I mean? It clean singing. Um and uh yeah this song is just the perfect Perfect. example of like the heavy old school black veil brides yeah i think think i'd give it probably a 10 out of 10 i would give it a a fucking 20 out of 10 like yeah i want to read the lyrics of the chorus really quick to leave this song on it's uh so praise the sun and the holy belief my god has given up on me that's enough of that that's no i'm just kidding uh shadows rise and they bleed into night a lonely heart at the edge of my reach i cannot save enough to be in this fight so i'll leave it all behind who sings sings what the song i'm not doing this with you i know what you're doing because i'm gonna say it and you're gonna be like you should just leave it to that blackville brides uh let's keep it that way (laughs) you're the one singing you're the you just shit on yourself next my favorite song on the album really hell yeah it's a good song. I think it's so. I think my favorite part about it. Uh, this is Field of Bones. This like the is fucking, yeah. Fucking all the sinners are sent to rest. Yeah. And then the fucking the guitar solo. It's so fucking. And the, it is good. This is like crazy range on Andy's part because the chorus is just the fuck. Yeah, he's really throwing it yeah. out there. But I will say too, in context of like we were talking about how they're kind of switching it up, doing a bunch of new shit. This is the most out there in context yeah. of new shit that they're doing. This song, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, Linkin Park? Like, is yeah. this, who is this? You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, they. Uh, it starts out with, uh, it almost sounds like some of the post-production that's on In the End, not Blackfell Brides, but In the End by Linkin Park. Yeah. Um, and then again, it's just very electronic based. The instruments are kind of just, I don't want to say in the background, but they're not doing as much as they are in a lot of the album here. Um, but it's great. The verses are very... They're not pulled back until the pre-choruses. Yeah, and then because um, it's they're kind of really low. They're like here I am, and then it goes to the pre-choruses. Which is like, are you the saint? And this is yeah, and that's where yeah, that's where the the drums and the bass and the guitars all come back in. And this is damn again. This is a good example of transitions because a lot of this song, you take all these different parts, they could very much well not work. Yeah or very much not work together well. Yeah. Um, just based on if they were taken the way, like at face value, here's this part, here's that part, here's this part, smash them together. Ooh. You got to write the transitions. They do a great job of that here. Uh, the chorus, I will say, I think is honestly the, I mean, I already said Shadows Die is the best for me, but this is a close second. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end, after the like gang vocals for the bridge, um, when he says like the fight, he drags it on longer there to kind of like show how long, and it's so. Good. I do love hearing that the where it's basically just not just Andy going, but there's something. I think there's guitars in the background for that after the bridge and the chorus is coming back in. I love the way that their songwriting has taken shape on this album in particular. Um, it's uh, 
it's very mature. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's the most matured, obviously. I mean, granted, it's their fifth album, but it's cool to see them continue to progress in these ways. It, like, it makes me really excited to hear what the second Phantom Tomorrow could be. He's already said he wants it to be heavier, like, in context of, like, Devil. Yeah. You know what I mean? How the fuck is one? That sounded... Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I was singing. Uh, sorry. I we're losing our really voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were screaming. But no, anyway. They didn't um, fucking get it, okay? I, that's how cool I thought. I've never... Well, I haven't been, granted, I haven't been to, like, 30 million concerts with you, but that was the first time that I knew a song that you didn't, so I was just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was exciting, but, um, yeah, with this song, I think I burnt myself out a little bit because I listened I to it so much. That does lot. not mean in any way that it's a bad song. In it's fact, I would put it really high up. In fact, probably one of the highest on this album. Soldier. because it's yeah it's it's interesting it's unique it stands out on this album very sure. well it stands uh, out in, like, in the music video fun fact is the first music video that andy himself directed oh. so he was the one not shooting obviously because he yeah. was in there but he was the one that <laughs> like, like behind the camera and he's like he like he made the he made the storyboard you know he was like okay let's do this here blah 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 that was really cool to see they have a behind the scenes of it i think this video is really cool i love this yes. setting I love the little clips we get to see of the protagonist and the antagonist running around, you know what I mean, doing whatever. Um, running around, they're just like jogging. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, we didn't skip a song. I thought we did. Um, but yeah, this um, yeah, this song's very unique. There's a very melancholy vibe to it almost, which is yeah. weird because this song is very like, it's, it's upbeat, high, but, but it I feels it's sad. During the, during the verses, it's kind of like, yeah 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 like the, so the song starts out with the lyrics here i am your judas christ or sorry your judas christ and i bleed from the heart that saved your life blurry vision when your eyes are gone but i see every word you string along are you the saint that burned the gods of man hard to stand when no one gives a damn not alone just not one of them your shadow yeah which yeah and then I guess the chorus will go into too real quick. The fight, heaven hasn't ended, so I swear that I'll protect it. Time is the soldier. Keep marching closer to fields of bone. It almost like it feels... Here's how I'll explain it, which you're not going to get it because you haven't played the game, but it reminds me of, in God of War Ragnarok, Yeah. throughout the entire game, Kratos, as a father, a man who's seen war, is trying desperately to stop his son from running blindly into it. Yeah. And there's a part in the game where it's very clear they can't avoid it any longer. They have to go to war with the gods. And there's this really heartwarming but really heartbreaking scene where like Kratos understands that he's spent this entire life trying to protect his boy from having to see this. And he it's like super touching. He finally tells his boy like a, a bedtime story and he falls asleep and there's just this scene where he's asleep in there and Kratos is like, sobbing it's the first time he like fully embraces his son and it's out of the fear of like i may not i may lose my boy tomorrow you know yeah. what i mean my boy's gonna see what the horrors of war truly look like and it's just it's so sad that's kind of what this reminds me of is it like the fields of bone is almost like the it's a metaphor for like a battlefield you yeah. know what i mean and this whole melancholy vibe is coming from knowing that I mean, maybe, maybe in context of like, if we're really secretly hearing from the perspective of the wild, the wild ones. ones, 
maybe it's them realizing they're going to have to go to war again and they're going to have to know what that's like again keep marching that would be crazy if the entire it wasn't ever from their point of view it was the wild ones telling because he's talked about the fact that this story is kind of crazy because then the phantom tomorrow could be from their perspective and then it's like exactly so hear me out this is basically he said that in context i think either some of the songs or most of this album are from outside views looking in yeah and telling the story Which you know what i mean it's almost like it a narrator so it fucking could be maybe we should hit up what if we just called andy up just like facetime yeah. Instagram, see if he answers yeah. Yeah. yo <laughs> why'd you go so I'd silent react. oh sorry i was taking a hit of my vape don't sue me oh, but uh oh. but um yeah so this song stands out very very nicely on this album i don't i wouldn't feel comfortable giving it anything but a 10 out of 10 yeah it is it's yeah, great... yes. one one out of one or i mean one out of one yeah well, I mean, it, it, did it. it did yeah <laughs> uh yeah so a 10 out of 10 double gas for me what do you yeah, think for sure triple yeah. we gotta yeah. outdo you so moving on this is crazy because these last few songs on this album is just banger, banger. after banger and after banger, banger. It is so like next the trio of the best some of the best is songs. Crimson, Crimson Skies, Skies which, which is they this performed this live too didn't they? Yes, did they? Crimson Skies, yeah. Did we see it? I can't remember now. Well, it's I'm... been so long. <laughs> I hope they did. But we should go. We need to go see them again. I know. I've I know. Made we the do. choice. We need to. Yeah, I want to go. see I don't them even again. care. I've, I won't. I we can leave during Vallejo. Well, I mean, not to brag, I'm making a bit more money now, so <laughs> I can afford to. Do it. That's kind of part of why I'm so excited oh, so about this computer. You're just like. Shh, not like that, that, but like I can, I can afford to do a few more things for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very privileged that isn't in that, that respect. Bad. That's like how much we paid to see Trinity of Terror. Yeah, yeah. And except it's, I paid sixty. Yeah, that's thirteen whole dollars. But I, uh, I love this song a lot. So let's 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 move on. Let's move yeah. on to Crimson Skies. Um, because then it goes. It starts with kind of a little instrumental there, and it goes. We're waiting for collapse. Yeah, this it's higher than. It's not like in. Fields of Bone where it's kind of like it's not crazy range hard yeah story, but it is like kind of like louder and more powerful yeah but uh I do love the way that Andy sounds on this song again it's another example of how far he's come as a vocalist you can hear the vibrato in his voice as he's singing it's like it's it's almost like he's like I was saying earlier that he's really kind of figuring himself out figuring his voice out and it just shines so clear here I think that's part of why I love this album so much is it's like it's it's like when you grow up listening to music like this and then they put out your favorite band, whatever it is, puts out an album that like feels like they've grown up alongside yeah. you. It just feels so good. It's, it's like heartwarming. Yeah, it's like cool. Like, you know, we've we we did it together, yeah. even though I had nothing to this fucking one, do with this. The song also has lots of gang vocals like in the chorus and like We take control. Don't, don't give up. up. Yeah. That's probably one of the best parts. The- I think that's the other thing is it's cool to see them grow up but stick true to who they are. Which is, is one of the, the you one know, of their like, main things, gang vocals. Yeah, it's well, what, like, that also, but like in the sense of lyrics, like the the don't give up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's stuff that's always been their message. You know what I mean? Is keep holding on. Can you hear it now? Can you feel the heart? Yeah. You know, I didn't really know the lyrics. No, I didn't know the lyrics either. I just know the melody. But um, yeah, this this fucking song, man. I this is another one where. Oh my goodness! And yeah, in the bridge, there is no bridge. It's just him, like going like. Rah. Oh yeah, it's the scream. Yeah. So it's a breakdown, is what yeah. that that'd be called. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I apologize that I'm not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. I. It's, uh, it's good. It, they're good. Vor- verse of horses <laughs> there's yeah. very like it's very 
very good lyrically wise. I agree. Um, the lyrically wise. Of course. <laughs> Shut up. You could have just said lyrically. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah, you're you. I gotcha. God, really? Kiss the mic. Have you really? Yeah, I've been like this. Uh, but um, the lyrics in this one too stand out to me very well. We'll just go from the first verse here. Uh, we're waiting for collapse in the cold and lonely mirror. Reflections, all you see of the world you made on your own. With no mercy. Okay. Hey. Your turn. This is fucking. Is that from the? Yeah, I've been listening to Basement Yard so much. Have you listened to them? They're really funny. I love them so much. But anyway, uh, yeah, so of the world you made on your own with no mercy, and they call you a liar, hey. but you won't surrender, hey. and they can choose to run with hypocrisy. It happens every day. We were, oh. We were born to fight for this when all they ever do is pray. Never see the truth we miss when fear consumes the rage. We take control. Don't, don't give, give up, up. When all they know is corrupt. We were born to fight this for this. This is also kind of like, it, it has... It is, while it's unique, why do you put it so goddamn low? You, uh, you cut me off. Uh, sorry, but Shit. no, while this is, it's very reminiscent, or very, like, unique in its own way, it's very, the phantom, can you fix it? <laughs> so I'm, like, talking down. But, um, it also kind of, it, it has this wretched and divine energy of, like, I am bulletproof, kind of like this battle cry, which doesn't make me, it kind of makes me feel like it, it wasn't from the Wild Ones perspective, but also it does at the same time because, this makes sense for it to be from the Wild One perspective because when we, the last time we were in their perspective or like the most, the first time we were in their perspective is we hear songs like I Am Bulletproof and like all the other like battle cries on mm -hmm. that album. This kind of is remnant of that. And it, oh my God, maybe we're coming up with theories because this song reminds me of that, of mm -hmm. all the battle cries. It on really does. But the major difference between this is in context of the story, they do not win this fight. Yeah. And that's where and that's the next song like, comes in. But and the, that's kind of like, um, in it's also kind of different though because in fucking wretched and divine mm -hmm. when they do lose the fight it goes sad it goes like lost it all resurrect the sun you know they kind of get like they kind of go down and they're like you know what we're gonna keep going which it doesn't really kill the hero well because it goes back into like the next two songs are kind of like sadder less well i mean the album ends on a relatively like sad ass note like kind of like a cliffhanger almost mm -hmm. yeah which is cool. I'm glad that they're bringing it back with the second Phantom Tomorrow yeah. album. But yeah, like um, it's 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 weird because like this song too has like a it almost like a sense of impending doom to it. As yeah. upbeat as it is, there's almost something in the background that it makes is, me. It's like, also because it almost sounds doubtful in the chorus when they're like, "We take control. Don't give up. Um, don't give up." When all they know incorrupt, it, it almost sounds like he's doubting himself a little bit. When he's like, "We were born to fight for this," mm -hmm. it, it's not saying like, "I know I." It's can. almost like, "Who are you talking to? Are you yeah, trying yeah. to rally and your troops, also, or are you trying to tell yourself?" It also kind of sounds like, in a way, that he's not saying like, like kind of in wretched and divine. He's like saying he's confident, like I am bulletproof. But in this, he's not saying, "I know I can do this." He's saying, "I was born to do this." Yeah, but like, doesn't mean no, I want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, this song is very catchy front to back. It's another just catchy Black Veil Bride song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, uh, I do love the, the guitar solo in this song. Oh, yeah. Again, very like chilled out for the most part in comparison to how they usually are. I would say this happened, this started happening on Veil where they started kind of chilling out a little bit. Yeah. But I think they perfected it with this album. But yeah, this, and this, yeah, too. They also say like fear consumes the rage and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like they're definitely not like, they're not as confident as like the wild ones. No, no, were. no. It's almost like, 
the way I describe it is like growing up because when you're a child, you, you're, you know, you're on top of the world. You don't think anything can hurt you. And then you become an adult and you realize like, oh, I could die. Yeah. Like I could die at any point. You know what I mean? Like there's that fear in you. Even if you conquer it, it's always, there's always that voice in your head. That's like, Hey, maybe this isn't the best idea. Like, yeah. So this song is great. Uh, in context of the story, I would say that it's pretty, it's, it's good to hear this, but it's also like shit. Like, I don't think you're going to win it. Guys. Yeah. Like, like this, run. That, like this, that would also kind of make sense though, because if it is from outside perspectives, it would make sense if this was the wild ones. Mm-hmm. Cause they are hopeful. Cause like, it makes sense that they're singing in this fashion of like the way that I look at this album, honestly, is it's almost like, like the, the music that's written for like movies and video games. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like somebody looking out, seeing what's Black going Bill on Bride's music. Uh, at least their story, like veil, Wretched and divine, this album. That's also, if this was, like a movie mm-hmm. like if they wrote a movie that wasn't like a musical it yeah. just was a movie they would have such insane yeah it kind of reminds me of when uh when we were talking about welcome to horror when we were like these songs could be in a play mm-hmm. when chelsea rebecca said that the decade yeah. podcast for this movie like this sounds like it like these albums sound like they are movies mm-hmm. and this is just what people interpreted from that movie but yeah. it's not yeah but, but they could be like they could this could easily be like a great movie about like these people who are outcasts like yeah. and then like <clears throat> you imagine the plot twist of being like oh the wild this is actually the wild one's yeah perspective that you're what if yeah on. they come back in the second one and it's like there's like a song about it you know yeah. what i mean i'd be i'd lose my shit what if they made a song called wild ones yeah that'd probably be my favorite i'd probably oh, start yeah. sobbing my little oh i know now. you would you would you would call me be like brenda <laughs> It happened. <laughs> yeah no but uh yeah this song does end with an aggressive crimson you, skies and it's like, yeah, yeah it's a fucking the scream that ends the song to break down but then the end of the song too like the the post-production that plays yeah. it out it's almost like what happened you know yeah, what i mean and like then we shit get led into uh, this song i'll before we go into the next one 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 amazing yeah really it's it was the single for a reason the four singles that came out were scarlet Field cross Bone, torch fields of bone, bone and crimson yeah. skies which makes sense because that if you don't know the context of the story these all just sound like good good yeah. old songs you yeah. know what i mean yeah um but next we go into kill the hero yep, which this which, is my favorite song when i first listened i to agree album. just because of the very like the very first it starts they ask to hear your story and then they steal your voice the villain gets the glory we all suffer yep and this is more it's not really like sadness. It's more anger. Ang- anger. I, know, I, I think this is in context of the people that the hero of the story led into battle, right? Because they're killing the hero. You yeah. know, they ask to hear your story, then they kill your voice. The villain gets the glory. They're like, "Yo, you just led us into a fucking slaughter." Yeah. Like, what's your problem? What did What did you do this for? And it's the kind of like we're only killing the ghost of your ego. Rise with the villains or die with the hero. Exactly. It's like, almost. I think like, everybody turned on him. Yeah, pretty much. Which is like. That would make that would make so much sense then, because in then in the second album it could be like, well, no one's on my side, but the wild ones were watching. They know what actually happened. Mm-hmm. They're on my side. Oh yeah. my god! What I if do... they bring back in the army of the wild ones? Oh you know my god, I mean? that and would like... be so cool. Because then that would make sense. It is in the same universe to be like, we can fight with you. It'd be a very interesting power. Kind of like play in too, a, the because... Avatar movie when they go and they just like they're like, hey, water bitches, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give us some help. <laughs> help. Yeah. No, but uh, I think honestly it could be a very interesting side of what makes somebody good and what makes somebody evil because. Yeah. Technically, the people that defected and killed the hero, quote unquote, they aren't necessarily bad people. They're just scared of the world that they live in. That's you know true. what I mean? It's a it's a cool dynamic that I think we could see play out. Yeah. You know, um, they kind of did it a little bit in is Wretched and Divine. Is that supposed to be the bad guy? No, I think that's or maybe it is. No, I think that might be. No, that's the Blackbird. So the bad guy? 
Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Got a messed up face. Yep. Are you in a house fire? <laughs> Jesus, Bailey. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the verses of the song, the whole song actually, really catchy, really... Um, what happened to turning the volume down, Bailey? <laughs> uh, but it's almost, it's got a very like... I don't want to say a four on the floor kind of just simplistic beat, but it almost does. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's the, also, it's they like, asked to hear your story. It's, also like, it's almost like a march. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, the chorus to the song is cool. I want to read the lyrics for it really quick. Um, it starts off with the pre-chorus. Just another right turns to wrong, turns to right. Kill the hero, fuel the venom and the sorrow. Now it's time to tear it down to the ground. Raise the torch, lead us out and save tomorrow. Nothing's left, so kill the hero. Very obviously, it's like, the venom, right? That's like the it's, it's kind of the evil like, rhetoric. People, yeah, we're def- losing the fight, and <clears throat> I think this is kind of what makes sense to me is like these are the people that are like haven't died yet. Yeah, they've lost like, their faith it, in we're the on hero. Their side yeah, now. like I don't want to die right now. Yeah, so yeah. just fuck that guy. Yeah, no, what are we gonna do? You know, like no whatever. loyalty in this game. No, yeah, <laughs> the hero kind of got screwed, man. <laughs> they, it's funny because like they the context of the story too is it's basically the people that put their faith into this protect. They almost like push it onto him. You know what yeah. I mean? He didn't necessarily want this. He was just a dude defending for what fighting for what he thought was right. And yeah. then they were like, he's our hero. And he was like, I don't know about that. And they're like, you're the hero. And right, he's right. like, okay. And, and then, then he they, like fucks up and he's like, are you guys, fu-? he's like, are you guys are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You suck. You guys did this. You fucking did this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, after that, it comes back into the second verse, the chorus. So now it's dead, dead and buried. And buried. It's us who fill the, the void. void. J- Bailey. Stop doing that. And then it goes with a new uh, down, down in the, in the same vein. vein. That was where the new blood in the same vein. Yeah, but new people in the same there's world. A, so I'm gonna finish the lyrics now. Don't don't you cut me off again, in you son a of a bitch. Sun, in a dying day, right turns to wrong, turns to right. Or I fucking play. I wrong. could kill you. And then it's kill the hero. You've but done then, that every time I try to read the lyrics. But then, hey, Brennan, calm down. So we're no, it's okay. I'll just keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got to say? Into the bridge, which is, um, you know, we're only killing the ghost of your ego. Rise with the villains or die with the heroes. Mm-hmm. Really good ver- uh, bridge, be, by the way. You know, that could be a reference to Bale. I just really want them to be back. <laughs> Bring them back. Yeah, I no, want them to I have agree. that hair. Yeah, I uh, I do I do really love the structure of this song. The verses are a lot of fun. Pre-choruses are cool. I love the what the instruments are doing on the just another right turns do wrong turns do right. Yeah, it's cool. But uh, the bridge is also uh, you just read the lyrics for that part. But it's it's super cool. It's interesting. Um, then you hit that again. Just another killer guitar solo. Yeah. And then this is also a lot of his range because every time he says "kill the heroes," yeah, he's he's moving. He's uh, what is it? He's doing runs vocally. And then in the very end, he goes, "Kill the hero." Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, I'm running out of shit to say for this. Honestly, I, this song's pretty. Just like it, kind of it. It is unique, but it, it, there's not a lot. Of people in it yeah, it's kind of. I wouldn't even necessarily say unique. I think it's in the same vein as songs like earlier on in the album that doesn't mean it's bad it's it's just like it's <laughs> it's just it's it's a it's another good old black yeah, just like you know what good i mean old. and then so this song i'm just gonna say 10 out of 10. 
I'll give it a nine out of ten. And then go to the last song on this album. Yep, and that's Fall, Fall Eternal, Eternal, which is the second. I think I said the Field of Bones was the like most different song. I honestly think I'm gonna have to take that back and say that it's Fall Eternal. Yeah, because I've been living like a tidal wave. Yeah, it starts out. Uh, I think this entire song is mostly like. Just Which electronic. is kind of like, yeah, in this song, it does make sense. It really does give context of the story because in the, before we talk about the verses, in the chorus, he says stuff like, I'm crawling from the open grave, disposable, another life unknown. I'm the knight who falls alone. And I don't know, it just kind of makes sense in the story of like, everyone's kind of left his side. Yeah. Nobody really believes in him anymore. So, yeah, he's uh, kind of a loner. Kind of a loner. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is honestly probably the saddest song Black for yeah. Brides has ever done. Because it is, it's very. This one's, way... and that's crazy considering Veil. Yeah, you know that last song on that album is so depressing. But yeah. this song just like <clears throat> in context of the story. Even in the, I think what's is in sadder songs written by Black for Brides in the chorus, you're still like, you know, like whoa, whoa, like kind of like going off. But in this. Like, he says it in such a sad tone that you're just, like, sitting there. Like, you cry to it as well. Like, you're feeling the emotions of exactly. that he's feeling. And that's different to, like, I don't know, Veil. And the songs like that. Like, the other songs that are supposed to be sad. Like, Carolyn, for example. Uh-huh. Very, like, screamable chorus. Like, hype chorus. Not hype chorus. But you get what I mean. Like, yeah. people are hyped up while it's singing up, it. It's up, yeah. But, Where this is just down. Yeah, this you know? is just And this is, this is the last song on the album. And, to, I, it's, and this one is more, like... Not to interrupt you, <laughs> but um, like instead of like having, he kind of paints more of a obvious picture saying like, I crash and fall and I never find hope and I am disposable and I'm another life that's unknown. And, you know, like fucking I'm the knight who falls alone. Like that's it's paints a more like morbid picture. almost. Yeah. Then like if you're listening to like Crimson Lost Skies, it all. Or, like, or, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. Other songs like that. Like, you're like, kind of like, you're like, kind of can imagine it, but it's also from a story point of view. I will say, honestly, I think this is probably like, it's a different kind of melancholy than anything else we've heard, but it's also weirdly one of the most beautiful songs they've ever released. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's, but to end the album like this is so odd. It is. You know, for them, like, they don't do this often. Like Veil was like one of the most depressing endings to an album I've ever heard. This one hurts more somehow. Yeah. Like it's just like it's like shit, you know. Their stories usually I mean, I think it's probably because Black Veil Brides usually ends with the victor winning. But I mean, I guess, you know, in context, sometimes the heroes don't win. That's true. You know, like and it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow whenever it happens. Like the one that I think of is like Game of Thrones. Yeah. You spend the entire season with these people, like specifically Khaleesi. Mm. And then she turns bad at the very end. So it's murdering a bunch of people and or then John like, Snow has to put is her like, down. It's like most horror movies. Yeah. Like stuff like. <laughs> but even that's fun to watch. Yeah. But like I can't even. I don't know why I'm not thinking. Like for example like Smile. I guess. Like he, they don't defeat him. Uh-huh. Like they just. It's just like your build up and she finally thinks she found a way how to like defeat it. Final and then, Destination too, Same thing. Yeah. Like and then somebody else sees it and she's like fuck. Well. Yeah. I tried. Yep. <laughs> Not my problem anymore. No, but yeah, it's. Uh, I want yeah. to be like in that movie and be like, at that point, just fucking close your eyes. Yeah. Like, what's stopping you from being like, I can't. I'm not looking. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Just claw your eyes out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this um, 
I don't know what there is to say about it. If if it was me a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have had to say or like had very complimentary things to say about this song just because, again, this podcast has changed my viewpoints on sad songs. I'm actually starting to really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, like in the second verse, when he's like, I confess I hate the rain. It falls and steals the day. Yeah. From under my disdain that's still haunting me, bear my soul and burn my name. Like, oh. God damn, yeah. Stop it. Uh, yeah. Bear my soul and burn my name. That fucking, yeah. oh my God, that is genuinely one of the most beautiful performances I've heard out of Andy. Just that one part. And the like fucking, and even in the beginning when he says like the villain I became his taken hold. Yes. And like that kind of thing is like fucked up. And like. Yeah. The fucking in the end, in the very last line on this entire album is praise the knight who falls alone. Yeah, which, which is, I, to which be is fair, a cliffhanger. Kind it of is, like. yes, because it changes from the I'm the knight who fall, uh, the knight who falls alone. So like actually like I, I, I'm gaining this confidence. I think I can do it. You, I need help. Yes. And it's kind of like, that would be crazy, though. This is what's this is confirming my theory, because then it's, it's kind of like almost him asking for help. Like, praise me. Like, I need it's, help. It's him almost asking a god. You know what I mean? Like, Which praise the night. Who yeah. then, if, then if it's from another perspective, somebody else is hearing this. Yes. Like, this is the main character, or like, I guess, one of the main characters. I picture him this. in the middle of the night on a beach, just watching the waves. Yeah. Sadly. And like, this is like, you're, <clears throat> you're hearing it, but if... This is from someone else's perspective. It's somebody else watching him. Yeah. Listening. Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that would that would be crazy. Yeah, I agree. Because then like the first song on the Phantom Tomorrow 2 could be kind of like same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. So then it could be perfect to listen to. I think to that'd be cool order. if instead of like a typical intro track from them, we got like, like a, a sadder, like, like a, a song. A yes, like a, like, like an almost like it's it's in the vein of the Phantom Tomorrow or something like that, but there's lyrics that go along with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a sad melancholy song. Or maybe it'll start off with the same instrumental from Fall Eternal. What if it did? spoken track of I like think that'd the be wild awesome. one saying like, Something you know, fucking. Cool I would love to. Do. I would. I. I'm. I'm really excited for the sequel to this album. I don't know when it's coming because it's been two years now. Yeah. So probably sometime in the next year. I wrote. But also like, maybe now I'm wanting to write. The, what if I wrote the album? Yeah. Because that would be perfect. If She's like, hang on, hang on. If, if, oh if, like it starts off with a fall eternal, so kind of like you could listen to these albums in order, and then it's like fucking Andy's the prophet, right? Yes. It's him saying like, and then we were born again. Because don't they say that or no? We can say, and with this, like, blah, 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 we are born again, and yeah. then they band together. Yeah. I agree. I like, yeah. A, a game theory. theory. Yeah. <clears throat> um, But yeah, man, it's, uh, I think I'm just going to kind of go over all the lyrics in the chorus real quick <laughs> to end this one again. I like how we did that with the uh, Take Me Back to Eden, so... Um, it starts with the bear my soul and burn my name. That's the pre-chorus. And then I'll read the last chorus. I've been living like a tidal wave. I crash and fall and never find the hope eternal below. Now I'm crawling from the open grave disposable. Another life unknown. I'm the knight who falls alone. Um, I'll read this last chunk too. Actually, it's far too late for hiding the villain. I'm becoming, I've been living like a tidal wave. I crash and fall. And never find the hope eternal below. Now I'm crawling from the open grave, disposable. Another life unknown. Praise the night who falls alone. The night who falls alone. Praise, Praise the, the night, night who falls alone. alone. And that's the end. That is the end of this album. Uh, really amazing album, front to back. I uh, I loved the direction that Black Fair Brides took with this album. There's a lot of 
their their original selves and then you're seeing a lot of them branching out and doing this cool new stuff with this this brand new story that like I'm excited to see because my favorite albums from them obviously are their concept records albums and to see this new story that obviously Andy is so passionate about telling is really exciting and And so like because I think it's it's different because Wretched and Divine Veil obviously same story same characters Mm -hmm. um, same universe but it's not like you could have left Wretched and Divine there should there couldn't have been a part two like Mm -hmm. there's no there was like there, it makes sense. It kind of makes sense that there was, but they also it also could have just there ended. wasn't. It wouldn't. It would also made sense, but um, in this context, there needs to be because they ended it on like this sad melancholy sad note. Melancholy note where he's like, it's kind of like like Avengers: Infinity War, mm-hmm. kind of like where you're you fucked, need the end game. You need it, but yeah, you need your end game because at the very end, he's you realize that he's saying like praise praise the night. He's asking for help, mm-hmm. and then in the second album. Hopefully he gets it. <laughs> no I do hope so, by. man. Yeah. But, I want to see the comeback. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to watch. How crazy would those. I'm assuming their budget's larger now from when like they were you know, mm-hmm. far. Because like, that would have been cool if they made like another like kind of music videos kind of like in the end and like the story kind of mm-hmm. like of the wild ones coming back or like whoever's going to help them. Maybe like the main character isn't even Andy. Yeah. And he's the person going to help. Yeah. Which that would be cool. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I do love this album a lot, man. I uh, I kind of forgot about how much I enjoyed it because yeah. there's been so much new, amazing music that's coming out. That's kind of what I'm so excited about is this revitalization of the uh, the rock and metal scene that we're kind of living in right now. And I think it all started with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, yeah, doing what they did. You know what I mean? And then we've got you know all these new bands. We've got Bad Omens. I mean, it's like it's crazy to see how many bands are blowing up nowadays. You know, Motionless and White. They've been around for shit since like 2011. And they're blowing up bigger than they ever have recently. Bad Omens. You've got fucking Sleep Token. You've got all these bands that are putting out this new shit and just completely taking over the world, I mean, it's man. Like, uh, it's like kind of like it's kind of like a thing of like the new age and like modern cell phones or the old ones. Yeah, it's kind of like you're gonna not apply to audience, but you're gonna try to make it better than it was before. Of course. And, People nowadays, like if you gave somebody nowadays a flip phone, they're yeah. not going to want that. No. Yeah. <laughs> like the same way of like if you gave someone nowadays like one of these old albums, there's more poss- there's more chance they, pro- they probably wouldn't like it. It's mm-hmm. for the time. Exactly. So um, these new and improved albums are kind of just like appealing to like we growing up kind of like this is what we sounded like when this was huge. But now I want to do this because this is new. Like we're not it's not 2010. Anymore. I agree. Like we're in the 20s. That's yeah. crazy to say the 20s. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, man. But uh, yeah, I uh, I hope that their next album just blows the fuck up, man. I Yeah, I love these guys to death. I can't wait to see them again. Hopefully we do get to go see them again. Yeah. I don't think it's going to sell out. But yeah. Uh, huge. Where would you rank this in context of your top three albums? By Black Love Rides? Yep. It's probably like number three. I think one and two go to like Wretched and Divine and maybe like... It's really tough. Maybe like... I think Wretched and Divine and like Knives and pens, not knives and pens. Oh my we goodness, why did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's a okay. fake fan. Yeah. No, but um, I don't know this because it is such a good album. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't be for me. You just can't be registered and divine. It's my favorite album of all time. Yeah, you can't beat it. That's fair. I mean, my opinions have changed a lot in recent years. Don't get me wrong. I still love that album, but I like I like this direction for them. Yeah. I would have to put this number one. Of course you would. I think, and you're not gonna like my well, other rankings either. No. Number two would be Black Veil Bride, self-titled, so, yeah, and three would be Wretched and Divine. Well, that makes sense though, because yeah. I know you like Wretched. Uh, 
Black Phil Brides. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming in on out. such short notice. They're barking. Are they outside? No. You're oh, 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 dude, you scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Anyway, yeah, I uh, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. And Bailey, I'll thank be you back. For, yeah, of course you will. Yeah. Probably next week. Shit, looks like yeah. Big time well, rush. I think next week I'm actually gonna do uh, an album by a band called Why Don't We with why Carson. Don't we? Yeah, we're doing the good. You're times doing Why and Don't We, do dude, dude? Logan Paul made a song with Why Don't We called Help Me Help You, and you should review that song. Oh God, we'll see about that. It's but fucking dope. Tell Carson. I, I bet he knows what it is. He probably does. Yeah, I don't. I uh, I have liked. They what were I've also heard. in that song. Do you remember when Jake Paul and Logan Paul had that like low gang versus the Jake Paulers? Yeah. Fucking, they were in that song where he's like, oh, oh, that's Alyssa Violet. Used to be your chick. I'm a low gang for life. Oh, my God. Okay. What? What well, would, what anyway. Would you what would you rather? Are you a Jake Paul or are I'm you a neither of them. I just, like, I, I had a lot of respect for Logan Paul recently. I don't know if it was a publicity stunt, but, like, his whole deal. Like I, I've said, I'm not a religious guy, but the way that he treated his uh, co-host, did you see that over the religion thing? No. Uh, it's the, God, I don't know what the guy's name is. He's the dude with the beard and the curlier hair. His podcast co-host, you know who I'm talking about? No. On Impulsive? No, I've never... You well, know anyway. stole that from somebody? What? Not stole it. There was this guy named Pulsive oh. who made a podcast called I'm Pulsive. Oh, Impulsive. my God. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, he was talking about his religion, and, like, Logan Paul was just, like, super aggressively shitting all over him, which, like, I understand if you don't share the beliefs, bro, but, like, you gotta be respectful that's, of people. That's what... I think that's what... George. His people, name's George. People nowadays, I feel It's the like, dude that almost got into the fight with the, uh, the, island, dude, the island boys. Bye. Have you seen that clip? Nope. No, I'll show you after this. Anyway, let's times. end the podcast. Okay. Um, I'll be back say? next time. Not next week. Well, next time I'll be back. Probably doing Big Time Rush. Yeah, we'll see. Or Machine Gun Kelly. But I won't. I was gonna think doing maybe like Lace Up. That one I'd do just fine with. My dirty young trucks in a bad bitch. Lace Up, or maybe like a fucking General Admission. Yeah, good. Totally could. Or Hotel Diablo. That's good. Yeah, anyway, this is Hotel Diablo. But yeah, uh, let's uh, let's call Chandler and get him over here and hang okay. out. I love you guys. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. That's all we can afford. And that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. We uh, we rambled a whole bunch, and I, I'm you know I hope it was a pretty solid episode. Um, but yeah, like I said, cut us some slack, man. We were so fucking tired. I'd, I uh, it was entirely my fault that we didn't get this done. So. Yeah, but anyway, I'll leave you guys kind of with a shorter outro this week. I just once again want to say thank you to everybody that listened last week. We uh we had our biggest jump ever actually last week, just from the like the first like three days we had like fifteen listens, which is I mean is not you know I'm not breaking any records here or nothing, but I mean for me you know it's it's cool to see people be that interested you know what I mean to listen to something that you know me and in the context of last week me and my fiance did and. Yeah, I just thank you guys so much for the response to last week's episode. I hope you do enjoy this one. And yeah, I fucking I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, like that I I, I really am so thankful for everybody that listens to this podcast. So yeah. Fucking thank you guys so much, and I will see y'all next time. Bye bye.